Sorry for blowing everybody's ears out with that one. <laughs> I, I, uh, it's like, wow. I, I typically play the other one. My feet. But the other one also happens to be loud. And so I said, maybe this one won't sound as loud. And no, no, I, I was wrong. And so, you were very, uh, very wrong. I was very, very wrong. You were as wrong as your 80s knowledge. I was wrong as my 80s knowledge and as wrong as starting on time today. <laughs> I was getting ready to scream, Jamaran, which is what broke class <laughs> But anyway, welcome everybody back to OMB Reviews. I am the critic who is a cynic and welcome to episode 460 of the Welcome to Asgard podcast, where I am once again joined by my chosen of Valhalla for the month of August. We've been having some technical issues. Also, my, my son. Oh, there it is. Zane, I'm hearing the buzz <laughs> of oh destiny. <laughs> that tells me he's coming for my, another planet. It's plugged into my PC even. I don't okay. even know what to do at this point. Okay, well at least I'm hearing you somewhat. So it's it's a little on the soft side, but I can hear you. Better than what was before. <laughs> it sounded like you were beamed up or something. I uh, know. <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting flashbacks to, to the last one last sick month. transporter. <laughs> Yep. Beat me up, Zane. Beat me up. But <laughs> anyway, we are we are here. We've had having the technical issues. Also, my my son who just recently moved to his big boy room as we're making Aww. room for for baby girl who's going to be here in crazy enough is going to be here in just a little less than a month. Uh, oh my depending, gosh. depending on how things go. So yeah, uh, let's just say I've got my my phone open at all times whether I'm at home or at school, just in case I get the call or just in case I get the text that things are happening earlier. If, than, if than you expected. need to go, just say, I got to oh, go. Well, I, no. I will, I'm sure I will come up with something. It'll either be just gibberish, like, and then it'll just, <laughs> the stream will just die. Uh, or, or I'll think of something witty, and it'll be some, like, probably some Robin Williams reference. I would say the former I'll be like, Help is the latter, the way, probably. Dear. Help us on the way. Okay, I'm, I'm totally voting. It would be the former, not the latter, in that choice. Yeah, I'd probably just freak Odin's out. Odin's not even gonna. Sorry. Even gonna say He'll just rub the the chair will be empty and won't see no. <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> and then people will be rewinding it, saying, "How did he leave so fast? I didn't know that he could move that quickly. No, he could do that. I didn't know he could do that. This is crazy. So it's 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 just good. It's been a lot of just." nutty stuff going on over here so anyway if you did pay attention to the chat you will see that hey i decided to do because i'm just been you know just giveaway crazy recently uh so for this stream at the very end of it i will choose a winner it's uh gonna be this bad boy right here this is live die repeat or in other words edge of tomorrow on 4k uh for anyone who might be interested uh follow the instructions from heimdall and uh Enter for a chance to win. But let's go ahead and say hello to my chosen. Thank you all again for being here in the chat. If you've not been here before, just know that this is the chosen of Valhalla stream. Ah, uh, the buzzing. Yes. There it is. <laughs> there it is. Get your phone away, wherever it might be. Um, <laughs> but uh, if you've not been here before, my focus is, in, is on the chosen of Valhalla. I do try to keep my eye on the <coughs> chat if I can. Um, and try to answer some things. And obviously, if Super Chats come in, we'll answer those as, as they go along. But thank you for, for joining nonetheless. But let's, let's go ahead and start with our introductions. So first, starting off with the lovely Rosetta. Alan, Rosetta, how's it going? Um, I'm breathing. Okay. <laughs> well, based on how things are going today with a lot of us, I think that that is definitely... <laughs> it's like, breathing's hey. good. <laughs> breathing is a wonderful thing. So, Rosetta, thank you for being here. 
And uh, I know that everyone of us is, is going through some craziness right now. So thank you for joining. We also, uh, it's been a little while since he's been on. There's been technical issues. There's been scheduling issues. There's been all kinds of stuff. But he is back. Some people, it's my favorite. Uh, apparently, for some people, it's 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 the name that they love that I pronounce <clears throat> the most. And that is ZK Man. ZK Man, how's it going? I'm doing pretty good. A lot okay. better than it was a couple of weeks ago. Good. That is good. And also, uh, you know, speaking of, I was mentioning before about, you know, my wife is just, you know, a few, you know, a few weeks out. But apparently also ZK Man could also be called at any time for, is this going to be niece, nephew? Do you all know? It's going to be nephew. Okay. Cool. All right. So, again, a lot of crazy stuff happening here in, in Asgard. So, K-Man, thank you for jumping on today. Thank you for having me. Of course, always. And also, we've got the lovely Modern Major General, Laura. How's it going, Laura? Hey, I have no babies on the way anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, wait. I'm a liar. My niece is pregnant. Oh, my God. What? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but not till December. Not till December. Okay. So it's got yeah. a bit more time be- there. Please be beginning in yeah, December, yeah. not end. Um. I think and yeah, I think that's okay. Just don't follow my birthday, please. Don't follow my birthday, please. (laughs) Well, also, it's that's just a tough one, too. Because if especially if you're anywhere between that Christmas New Year's, because you know, it's like one of those things where there's some positives you can think to it, but then there's also it's going to get thrown in with everything else, too. Well, and remember, my post traumatic issues is that change of calendar and mentioning it, but my birthday is two days before it. Oh, yeah, 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 (laughs) it's the 29th. So it's like that alarm wake-up call of, hey, don't forget. And this no, year it's 40. Uh, oh, like, yeah. Last, last year, I it was his first, it was my niece's first kid's first birthday. And I, because of all the Christmas shenanigans, I straight up forgot. I was like, That's what oh, no. happens. <laughs> yep, exactly. I get uh, forgotten a lot. Or I love the people who always... My siblings would all get the you know the gifts for every for Christmas and all these gifts for their birthday and I get something they bought on the clearance freaking last minute for both and it's like you know what bite me now would it have like the clearance tab on it still usually <laughs> it's like you know those clearances you get right before the holiday hits and is that that yellow right at, like yeah. cheap looking sticker on it where it's like clearance or it has i, it has I would the get price one on cheap clearance thing for both <laughs> when, they got, <laughs> when they remembered me yeah it's like dang it makes me so loved <laughs> oh me. And, <laughs> and so so laura you, you said that you you got obviously that's not till december and uh but uh how how is the lawn everything going okay with the lawn? <laughs> I did. I laughed because I looked out there this morning to see if he's done, you know, and the, the lawnmower's just sitting there running. Uh, I was just like, oh, it's going to be forever. It's going to be forever. Well, no, the 10 well, o'clock works way better. delusional. The 10 o'clock works way better because he's done by like 839. So. Okay. Good. Well, that's good. Yeah. good. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Well, well Laura, thank you for, for joining us again as well. And I think that we now have him via mobile. We'll see if it's working via now. Via mobile. I don't yes. know. Can you hear me? <laughs> yes, I can see you and I can hear you. Zane, how's it going, brother? <laughs> All right. I got my, my uh, earbuds in. So hopefully this is going to be how it's going to go. <laughs> if it's you make that noise better. again, I'm going to be evil. 
<laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I just I just took out those headphones completely and, and switched over to my Bluetooth headphones. There you go. And I couldn't get them to my connect to my laptop, so we're we're mm. going mobile. There we go. <laughs> Good sometimes deal. sometimes that's the way to go. You you got it, you got it plugged in or a lot of battery or. Yeah, you. Whoop, it, I lost all of you. Dang it. Oh no. <laughs> okay. Can, can you hear us, Zane? Uh oh. Oh no. Is he no. gonna get Zane? Zane. I swear I didn't touch uh, anything. I feel like it's not my fault. I was just laughing at the people in chat trying to claim they're gonna be twenty-five and twenty-nine forever. Forever. Oh no, he's gone. Uh, I felt like doing the kip, the, sim kip. the sign from the the amazing film that is Team America: World Police, where it's like, "Give us the signal." I was just gonna ask: Can somebody explain that whole pretending to be younger than you are thing to me? Because I've never got it. I'm proud it's of every start, year I earned. It, I'm proud of every year I earned. <laughs> It started, I think, with Jack Benny, one oh. of the best comedians of all time. And Jack always said, I will always be 39. So every year he was always 39. He would always claim he was going to retire. He never retired. And one year on one of Jack Benny's specials, Ronald Reagan, when he was still governor of California, said, well, Jack, we were going to give you this beautiful car as a retirement gift. And you can see Jack's eyes lighting up as he circles <laughs> the car. <laughs> but yeah, I think it kind of started with that. And then people started saying, oh, I'm going to be 29 forever. I'm going to be 39 forever. I'm going to be 39 forever. I've seen references to women doing that stuff back to the 1800s. Oh, my grandmother, that was how she married her first husband. She lied about her age. And Lucy even did jokes about trying to pretend she was younger than she was in yeah. the show. Yeah. I think it's always just been, it's more of a cultural thing. It's just that there's yeah. been this this understanding that for some reason that, that you get older, that it means that you're less. Because, again, it kind of goes back to the, the patriarchy, <coughs> right? Where, hey, you're older, you're beyond your childbearing years. That means that you've somehow lost your quote unquote value. And yeah. so. I wouldn't be surprised if it has something to do with with. It with probably, that, you, mean, you mean the crap did. that all of these fake alphas are starting to try to claim again? Yeah, yeah. That makes me laugh at them and point fingers and go, "Look at the idiots!" <laughs> <laughs> and also, we as we've been trying to to, to get a stable signal with, with Zane, it looks like in the process of that, Laura has oh has lost signal. Oh, oh <laughs> my gosh! Oh. I got news. I got news for you, Winkster. Men may be able to procreate longer than women, but trust me, we all have a biological clock. Yeah, it ain't a female only thing. As I as I always, uh, I, one of the things that I have in my classroom is a is a poster. It's a little morbid, but hey, you know what? It's important for us to have. It's a sign that has the Latin expression "memento mori," remember death, because remember death. it comes for all of us, right? Yes. And so, uh, and General Wingster, you're one to talk about biological clocks. You android. I, I, I can't read what he says because I might click that coupon. So <laughs> let, let me put it to you guys this way. Do I look 40? I, look, everybody looks the same I mean, as you right Tina. now. Not you, so, <laughs> I have my window in a split mode right now. So I will say at this moment, mm, you know, maybe a little. No, I'm, I'm, you are so full of crap, Odin. I'm going to hurt you later. <laughs> He knows I'm going to get him back for that, too. He knows gave, it. He's smiling when he says I it. I do. I do know. No, uh, the I reason do. I say that is because literally I still get people constantly claiming <laughs> that I'm the sibling of my nieces and nephews. Yeah. Or, and I get carded to buy freaking Benadryl. 
No, you 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 still definitely look like thirties to me. So. <laughs> and there's Baby a girl. Kitty. What? And there's a kitty saying hello. Oh, oh. I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, it's and, the world. <laughs> <laughs> the world is falling. <laughs> the world's falling. And and you, got, we, of you course... gotta be patient with her. She's still still technically a kitten, so she's a little hyper and crazy. Oh, that's um, right. But we yeah. are indeed again, if you could tell also by by the voice, we are joined once again by the Empress of the Universe, Tina B. So Tina, officially, how are you doing? Officially, I'm doing okay. Uh, as I was telling everyone earlier during the pre-chat, um, my air conditioner went out on Thursday and the maintenance man came over, looked at it, and he said the entire unit is dead. So they brought a window unit for me. Uh, he told me close the bedroom doors. I'm concentrated in the living room, bathroom, kitchen, and that's it. Um, and it was 110 on Thursday. <laughs> So other than that, I'm doing okay. Sharon came and visited me, I guess, three weeks ago. Nice. And uh, we had a wonderful time. We ate out. She was going to cook for me. And I said, no, you're on vacation. Uh, and she did help me break down one of the boxes I hadn't gotten to. But things, things have been good. I've just been... Um, listening to different videos on YouTube. My baby sister and I have are planning no. to do an Alaskan cruise in 2025. No. Uh, so we are researching. No. We know we're going to do Princess no. Cruise Lines. So we're researching no. cruising to Alaska. So this will be my first Alaskan cruise. Nice. It'll be our first Alaskan cruise. So I, I think that'll be nice. It'll be something for me to look forward to and another one of those hurdles for me to to jump. So, well, figuratively, anyway. Yes. <laughs> I feel like if I jump right now, I'll, I, I was looking at Rosanna Dawson do that little leap in oh, the Rosario. air. Yeah. Rosario Dawson. I was watching her do that little leap and I said, oh my gosh, I couldn't even do that before I had the stroke. What is she doing? <laughs> That's so old looking so yeah it's fun trying to make things out <laughs> so hello everyone whoever is in the chat i just see blurs so hello blurry people <laughs> I, I, sorry course, about the cat um that's okay blurry cat hi blurry cat blurry sorry. cat <laughs> I, I wasn't trying to interrupt tina honestly oh i know i know i know that's why, as I said, if, if a cat gets in the way, again, it, oh, it happens. Oh, I understand. I used yeah. to be a cat owner. So that that's about it. Just watching. I watch everybody on YouTube as much as I can. Um, keep up with everything. Like I said, I know the Disney stock is already. <laughs> I love it. I know everything's been delayed. The world's coming to an end. Hollywood is shutting down. I'm happy. So there, there you go. But I do feel for you guys that did want to see. I know a lot of you wanted to see yeah. Dune too. I I feel bad for you, but I I knew Warner Brothers was going to be stupid. Yeah, they're they're they're. I want to smash them in the face with a grapefruit like Jimmy Cagney in Public Enemy. Just say you're stupid. But oh, <laughs> oh but hey, you get to see Aquaman too. So. <laughs> 
Allegedly. 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 Oh, my gosh. But anyway, hello, everyone. I hope everyone is well. Yeah, well, Tina, and thank you again for being able to join. I know that Tina's not going to be able to be on for the entire time. So when we go back around to, to see what people have been watching, anything that they want to talk about, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll start off with, with her, and then I'll see how thank everyone you. else is doing time-wise. But now that we have him, I think that we have a stable si- si- signal now. Oh, good. And, and I, can't, I can't remember if we ever had a, a fully connected uh, introduction uh-huh. or not. But, but Zane, how you doing, brother? Say, come in, say. Oh, no. oh my gosh. Okay. Okay, I hear something. Can, can you hear me at all? No. I can hear you. It's a little low, I but I can hear you. you. Okay, let me try. Oh, gosh. Turning up the mic, maybe? <coughs> mm-hmm. All right. Um, okay, my computer's having a heart attack. So. I think I can control oh, no. a little bit on my end. So let me see. Try talking now. Can, can you hear me? Yes. yes. So how you doing? Okay. I'm doing well. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I've it? had many, many technical difficulties um, <laughs> and uh, continue to be having them. I'm not sure what's going on with my laptop. It, it doesn't like uh, live stream, apparently. Oh, yeah. So... Uh, <gasps> Well, I know that I tried the Bluetooth headphones, but they didn't want to do audio. So, mm. oh, but I got yeah, I it all. That... Uh, the the headphones are now plugged in. Um, I've got everything away from them, so nothing is going. Should be buzzing. Let me know if it does. I will. We I will, will. We will. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely will. And um, yeah, so I, I was gonna say that I know sometimes for some computers, some browsers, whatever it might be. Sometimes there can be issues with the different uh, streaming browsing services. I remember early on in the Chosen series, we were testing a bunch of them out. We tried like the StreamYard and we tried others. And Oh my gosh. Yeah, remember you remember that. those days? Yes, and I Almost do. none of them like this system because of who's on it. It's like really crazy because most of the places StreamYard works best for most of the groups, but it didn't mm-hmm. work for this group for half of the people for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> it's like and, and somehow this one did. And I, I mean, I, I'd already been. And this one usually it, gives but... more people trouble than StreamYard. Yeah, that's why it's so it's so crazy because it it tends to give more people uh, more and, and consistently more trouble. A, Melon was a complete <laughs> show. Crap, crap, crap show, right? Yeah, and it's so funny because I, 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 they have actually re, they have rebranded Melon. And now it's it's being pushed as like Streamlabs uh, Prime oh. or no, Streamlabs Ultra, and, and so now there it's. I look. I went back to it because they were supposed to have done all these updates, and I looked at. It, I'm like, it's still basically just melon. It's just you kind of put a fresh coat of paint on it. So right, <laughs> I'd be interested to see if that has any any staying power. Um, My bet oh. we know. Oh. Did she and this air conditioning come back on? <laughs> <laughs> I wish. <laughs> <laughs> It sounded, it sounded like the heavens have opened. Okay, that was a well played comment. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I got I to make it oh when I can. Goodness. I got to sneak it Yes. Anyway. <laughs> but it, uh, be here all week. So. Oh, yes. Well, let's go ahead then and uh, let's say hello to some people in the chat and then we'll, we'll jump right into talking with, with, with Tina with what she's been watching. So we got Grump3PO. What's up? <laughs> Grump 3PO. That's a great name. Uh, we got Bruce in the chat. Hail to you, hi, Bruce. Hi, Bruce. General Wingster in here. We've got Cthulhu in the chat as well. Oh. Ambrose Chamberpot is hanging out too. What Wait, is who's Chamberpot? Who's Chamberpot? Ambrose. Ambrose Chamberpot. He's been around for a while. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
We got Keely chat. What's going on, Keely? Hi, Welcome back. Uh, da, 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 da. This was towards the beginning. <laughs> Jetta Wingster, our pet troll, of course. Still, a Odin is slower than molasses. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, hi, Jenner Wingster. Yeah, we all have our flaws. Yes, yes. This this is very very true. Uh, Excuse me. It's slower than molasses in January. That's the saying. Uh, that's right. That's true. That's right. Yeah, because molasses isn't that slow in the heat. <laughs> no, it melts. Let's see, we got Cthulhu saying later than usual, but earlier than Tom. Welcome. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> Low bar. Okay. I feel semi guilty laughing at that, considering how much I consider Tom a friend. But damn. Uh, at least, at least I'm earlier than Nerdrotic. Don't worry. I mean. <laughs> Jayas Pena, what's going on, brother? Ahoy to you, hey, BMG in the chat. We also got Orange Chat reviews. The King Orange Mod. Chat, hello. Orange Chat, he will lay down that band hammer if you decide to. Be. I was gonna say, lay that hammer down. Yes, he will. Uh, let's see. We got General Wingster who entered in for the giveaway that's being run right now. Keely Chow <laughs> also entered in as well. And if you missed the beginning of the stream, then hey. Uh, 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 good luck. Uh, Mr. Roy, what's going on, brother? Hi, Hello Mr. from Roy. work. He has work this, this month. Yeah, so thanks for thanks for listening in, man. We got Ben Dowdy hanging out here as well. We got the Beast 808 in the chat. What's up? We got Jessica saying, greetings from Russia. Oh. 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 Wow. Greetings. In as long Russia. as it's not a bot, we're good. I mean, in, in sorry. Russia. I don't, break I, don't, you. I don't know how to say greetings in Russian. Sorry. I think uh, you just um, say greetings surrender? break you. <laughs> well, that was sad. Laura also <laughs> tagged to say the funniest line in Team America was Makalaka Daka Street. Yes. <laughs> Such a good movie. Oh, so, so good. Some of the best lines are, are lines that I just cannot, cannot actually say. And no. Uh, <laughs> Often the case. I, yes, yes, exactly. From General Wigster, I missed this comment early on. Odin, as your wife, you should know better about my clock. Oh, goodness. He's going to keep that oh up. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, Tyler Blevins, I have no idea. Like, I know who Destiny is, but I have no desire or reason to ever debate him on anything. I don't know what I'd even be debating him over. Hmm. Unless he was a fan of Barbie or something, but I don't know. Just... I don't know. <laughs> uh -uh. I don't want to hear any more about Barbie Heimer. Yeah. Well, yeah, luckily, this. Blue hair, I'm going to assume he was. Yeah, seriously, uh -oh. right? The blue hair definitely would give it away. Uh, well, I mean, as far as the box office, luckily. You had, you know, Blue Beetle take the number one spot last week. And, uh, that <laughs> one day. Following off, but hey, Gran, Gran Turismo's coming up. Uh, not doing insanely well, but it's likely to take the number one spot. So, good. Hey, so another week where some other film that we will refuse to say now, I guess, is going to not be at the number one. I'm uh, just... The color pink can die. So can the movies representing it. I'm just, I used to like pink. I am so sick of pink. I'm so sick of that stupid movie. And I already told you all when my mother gave me a Barbie doll, I vandalized it. So not a Barbie fan here. So we all now know if you've seen the uh, film who's responsible for the character played by Kate McKinnon. Um, 
And yeah. <laughs> what if a Kate McKinnon? So Kate McKinnon from SNL, uh, she played the weird Barbie, is what it was called. And it was oh, the Barbie that had the hair cut off. And... Okay, I heard the reviews about that. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Tina at least liked the color pink at one point. I never did. I was a gothic kid who used to rip anything that was pink that they tried to give me. Aww. So, <laughs> oh it's well. Not, well if bad. if Kate McKinnon wasn't on when I quit watching SNL Kate. when Eddie Murphy left. So, oh yeah, that's long after that. Show. Okay, well yeah. I didn't even know it was still on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, crap doesn't die anymore. Just this mood. Oh yeah. my gosh. All right. Well, Tina, that was uh, as far as the uh, people who have entered in. Thank you all again. And just as a reminder, the chosen stream, we focus on the chosen. So let's go ahead and get started focusing here on, on Tina, who does need to leave a little bit early. So, Tina, what do you want to talk about? Uh, movies you've been watching? Anything like that? Well, I haven't watched a whole lot. I'm trying to pull up my the letterbox diary to see if I can read some of it. <laughs> Yeah. Um, if you need yeah. me to, if you need me to, I can. I have it pulled oh, up as well. Okay. Um, well, the first movie I looked at is that "Loves of Three Queens." Loves of Three Queens. Okay, I came across that by accident. Cult Cinema Classics was running one of his uh, uh, live streams, and uh, it came on. The only reason why. I was like, oh, let me try to see if I can watch some of this. It's because Hedy Lamar was in it. Hedy Lamar um, kind of laid the groundwork for the radar system. And uh, so she was a genius, but she was also um, hot. <laughs> she was also an actress. And I think the best known movie most people would know her for is she played Delilah in Samson and Delilah. Mm -hmm. Cecil B. DeMille's movie. So I think that's what most people would know her from. But anyway, uh, from what I could gather, yeah, she was playing these three queens in history. Um, Helen of Troy, Josephine. I have no idea who the third one was. It was from some Germanic tale, but it was like all of their different little struggles and everything. And I think from listening, it sounded like it was an Italian dub so <laughs> uh the dubbing didn't seem like it was coming off very well and the dubbing of course ruined that what little acting i guess there was and all i could do was look at it and say okay i think i recognize hetty lamar but i'm not sure <laughs> so anyway i it was an okay movie it was just a way to pass the, you know the evening uh, what, what do I have next? I'm sorry. That's uh, okay. Let me pull up the list. You've got Tower of London. Oh, 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 oh. If any of you love Vincent Price and you love Roger Corman movies and you love Roger Corman movies along with Vincent Price, yes, you have to look at this. You do not go into this movie and think, oh, I'm going to learn history. No, you're not going to learn history. Uh, the movie is very fictionalized. Um, it might be the closest I've seen Vincent Price do Shakespeare without actually doing Shakespeare. It's, if you've seen Richard III, it's sort of based on that. 
Roger Corman twists a lot of history around because there's some people I was like, why haven't they mentioned so-and-so? And then there's other people like, okay, you're playing them up too much because this is what they did. So at this point, I would just say the only things the movie got right was, yeah, Richard did become king. Yeah, Richard probably murdered his nephews, which included Edward V. And yes, Richard died at Bosworth. So that's basically the only truth you're going to get out of this movie. But like I said, if you love Roger Corman and you like the collaborations that he did with Vincent Price, I would definitely recommend watching it. So I had seen it before, but it was just kind of interesting seeing it again. And nice. no, it's not a it's not a great movie. It's not even a great Robert Corman movie. <laughs> so you got Corman me more movie. with Vincent Price than Corman, because I was always more into the gothic stuff. So Yeah, I mean, I think this is one of these movies that Roger Corman probably had a week on his hands and said, Hey, let's knock out something. Because a lot of times that would that would happen. It's just like, okay, we got three weeks to spare between movies. Uh, let's not talk about another horror flick. And we got between my million movies. Yes. <laughs> and the Corman, the employer. The employer. And the one wonderful thing <laughs> I'm learning about, and I had heard it before, is that so many of the great filmmakers, screenwriters, and actors that we had. <laughs> They worked for Roger Corman first. Uh, James Cameron did effects on one of Corman's movies. Coppola was a cameraman on Corman movies. And then one day Corman was just like, yeah, we want to do a Psycho movie, but not as brutal as Psycho. So they had an axe murderer. So, <laughs> but that was, Coppola, that was Coppola's first movie. So yeah, a lot... It, I know Roger Corman, he's known for all this schlock horror and mm -hmm. stuff, but it's like, we can be really grateful that he looked at some of these people and said, hmm, Francis, uh, you want to direct this movie? So-and-so, uh, you want to do this for me? I'm very, I think we should all be very grateful for Roger Corman. So, mm -hmm. but anyway, like I said, so, Tar oh, I'm sorry. No, 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 versus Howard Lane, because you said it you know, just wasn't, wasn't, his, wasn't his best. Um, I always appreciate some of the taglines they have on Letterboxd because it says, do you have the courage to spend 83 minutes in the Tower of London? Oh, my gosh. Would, would you say it should say, do you have 83 <laughs> minutes or do you have the courage to watch this 83 minute movie? I mean, we saw one woman on the rack and what tickled me, it wasn't her being on the rack, but it was like, that's not what happened to her in reality mm. or like they played up the shakespeare side of having um the duke of clarence having him as this loyal brother to edward the fourth when he had already betrayed edward the fourth so him being drowned in a vat of momsy it wasn't a surprise to me but i'm like yeah you're playing him off as that saintly side again when he was already duplicitous. Mm. Um, and like I said, I would advise that you would have studied some English history so you know who a lot of these people are. But it's like a lot of it, like the Duke of Buckingham, they put a, I guess this was supposed to be a horror element. They put a cage over his head and put a, I think it was a rat. Maybe no. more than one rat. <laughs> I've heard of this, yeah. 
And I'm like, that's not how the Duke of Buckingham was executed. He was beheaded. So it's like, yeah, you really, really have to put English history on the back burner <laughs> with this movie. <laughs> okay, what what are I, that's all I have to say about Tower of London. I have been to the Tower of London. And I've seen a lot of these spots where people were executed or where they were imprisoned. I was there in a jubilee year where I got to see where Sir Thomas More was oh, imprisoned. Yeah. And I said to one, I think it kind of went over the guard's head. I said something to the effect of, I'm sure he would have been glad he, he would have wished he was buried in Chelsea. And I think it threw them because they probably didn't expect an American to say that. Mm. And somebody else in the group said, yeah, that's where he came from was Chelsea. That's where his home was. And I was like, yeah, I'm sure Thomas Moore would have preferred to have been buried in Chelsea. And instead he's buried on the grounds of the Tower of London, um, like a lot of the other quote unquote traitors. Mm -hmm. So it kind of a sad, very sad ending yeah. to you know, a great person. So, yeah, and, and the play is just so phenomenally written. You know, it's so powerful. Yeah, it is. It, I actually, it, it really is. I got to see, cause obviously the movie's great. Uh, yes. But I, I got to see a stage production of it where Franklin Jella played Thomas More. <gasps> and my mother loved Franklin Jella. Oh, and I mean, he is just so powerful as an actor. And so the scene mm -hmm. when he gives that, he gives the final line before the execution. And he's like in the play, they have it where he walks upstairs <laughs> And yeah. the whole mindset is you have this this like uh, this light behind this door and then he walks out of frame and it's him walking towards the was it the, I think was it the gallows? I forget if he got hung or he, he was beheaded. Beheaded. Okay, yeah. So yeah. he's walking and it was just so powerful though how they how they presented it. Frank Langella just killed it in that role. Oh my mother loved Frank Langella so yeah. much. So uh yeah, I have seen the the original movie version, which I think won best picture mm -hmm. uh the version with oh shoot i can't think of his name oh i'm blanking on it too because mm -hmm. and what the minute i hear it yeah uh because somebody was talking to me about him on discord and i said yeah the last thing i saw him in was quiz show he played ray finds his father uh paul schofield paul schofield yeah. oh my gosh but yeah i've seen that version and i've seen bits of the version with Charlton Heston. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if there are any other versions or not, but those are the two that I've seen. So yeah, yeah I knew a lot about Thomas More, and I was really fortunate that the that year the Tower was celebrating some kind of jubilee or commemoration. And they said, yeah, we don't let tourists into the cell where Thomas More was kept, but because this is like a jubilee year, we're letting you all into areas that most tourists don't get to go into. Mm -hmm. So I was very fortunate uh, with that. Um, and I think I saw one other movie. Yes, Jane Eyre. Yeah, Jane Eyre. It was free on YouTube. Uh, don't know who loaded it up. But this is the version from the 1940s with Joan Fontaine and Orson Welles. And no, Orson Welles did not direct the movie. I think this is another one of these projects he did because he was trying to get money to make another project. Mm -hmm. And so he plays Edward Rochester, Joan Fontaine, 
plays Jane. And this is one of these movies and one of these stories my mother didn't let me read until I was about 11. And then she said, I think you're old enough because she wanted to make sure that I understood the topics that were going on in the story. So I was going to watch Wuthering Heights as, uh, you know, a pair, but I was like, no, I've had, I've, I've had enough Gothic drama. For that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I do remember reading Jane Eyre when I was a kid and my mother let me see one, this movie version. And there's another one, George C. Scott plays Rochester. Mm. And that was quite good. There, I think there have been more versions of Jane Eyre than I don't know what Dracula probably. <laughs> it, it's it is one of the most adap- uh, has one of the most heavily adapted books. Oh, I feel. Oh my gosh! Yes, yes, and it's like Charlotte wrote a few other books, Charlotte Bronte, but it's like mm-hmm. they never filmed those. I think the BBC did an adaptation of her sister Anne's novel and of course we only had the one version of Wuthering Heights by Emily and uh, well I'm saying one version I mean one there's only one novel that Emily wrote but they've had a hundred zillion Wuthering Heights adaptations <laughs> I remember Timothy Dalton was in one and it was kind of oh uh, the Venom, I- Venom dude um, the guy that plays Venom, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy was in one. Tom Hardy was in one. I hated that one. <laughs> Ray Fiennes was in a Wuthering Heights, opposite Juliet Binoche. So that's what I'm oh saying. There's been like a zillion versions of movie adaptations of Wuthering Heights, and it's one book. And it's like, look, dudes, if you're not going to end it at chapter 17, I don't care i don't <laughs> care about kathy's daughter i don't care about heathcliff's son i don't care i only care about kathy and heathcliff and the 1939 version is the only one to cut it off at the right chapter so, okay. so this <laughs> but, so this one did not the the 1943 one the jane jane this jane Eyre does make a few changes in mm-hmm. the book from the book one significant change was that in the novel she actually meets a he was going to go into the missionary service i believe he's a minister his his last name is s t j o h n but they pronounce it sanction and he proposed to jane and he wanted her to come with him to do missionary work wherever and that's when she started hearing Rochester's voice calling to her. And that's when she goes back to Thornfield Hall. But for the most part, this movie is fairly loyal, I think, to the book, which I appreciated. The one sad thing, I don't know, let me rephrase this. Charlotte Bronte, the author, she and her brothers and sisters, they were children of a minister. You can still see the uh, parish house in Yorkshire, England. And he sent 
the children off to what he thought was going to be a very good school because it was highly recommended, especially for ministers' children. And the children were pretty much tortured while they were there. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the sisters, one or two of the little sisters died. And Reverend Bronte said if he had known how brutal the school was, he never would have sent his children there. He had no idea. That's where Charlotte got her basis for Lowfield Academy, where Jane is sent. So Charlotte used that real life event as a way of explaining how horrible, you know, the school was. The the one bad thing I get from it is that these people pretending to be holy and Christian, you can see why people say, I don't want anything to do with the religion anymore. Mm -hmm. And so many people turn away from whatever faith maybe they were raised in because you see people like Brocklehurst that runs the, the school and what a brutal, monstrous man he is. And he's saying, I'm doing this to help you get closer to God. Yeah, you see why a lot of people turn away because that's that's what they grew up with. So I yes, I'm glad they showed this in the movie. Oh, and the one little girl, she's got these beautiful black curls that plays the little girl Helen, who is Jane's friend. That's Elizabeth Taylor. I was gonna ask because I noticed that her name was listed and I yes. was like, Oh my goodness, okay, I didn't know yes. she was Yes, she's very young. You look in her eyes and she's got these big, beautiful eyes. And my mother used to always say, that's the kind of person you saw as a child that you knew they were they were going to retain that beauty. She also said mm -hmm. that about, um, I'm drawing a blank on her name, V for Vendetta, Padme. Her. Oh, Natalie, Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman. My mother saw her in um, the Leon movie. Yeah. And she said, when she grows up, she's going to retain that beauty. And I would agree. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Liz Taylor is in this, her part's not very big. She's not in it long, but when you look at the little girl, you're like, Oh my goodness. That's who was Taylor. Yeah. She's only 10 or 11. It looked like when she yes, made that. Yes. So. And uh, Elizabeth Taylor used to usually work for MGM. And this is a Fox movie, mm. a 20th century Fox movie. And one thing I, when I was listening to the music and I heard the music beats and I said, I swear this sounds like Bernard Herman. And it turns out Bernard Herman wrote the score for this. He also wrote the score for uh, Wuthering Heights. And he- A ton of things actually. Psycho, yeah, Vertigo. Ta taxi Driver, Prison Kane. Yes. Oh my I goodness. mean, he was so that's the reason why when people talk about, you know, composers today, it's like mm. they don't know. They don't understand. And John Williams, this this is somebody John Williams patterned his music after as far as you knew what a light motif was. You you could go back to the old timers like uh, Max Steiner, Herman, Newman, you could corn gold, you could go back to them and listen to the way they styled their music. These people today do not know how to write proper film scores. They decide, oh, I'm gonna just throw in a rock tune and that'll take the place of it. That's not music scoring. Yeah. I'm sorry. 
it just says that. But no, Bernard Herman, one of the greats. Yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I like, lo- love his filmography uh, for the things that he has scored. Oh my gosh! I mean, and to to be able to listen to the romanticism and oh my goodness, Ghosts and Mrs. Mirrors my might be one of my favorite scores of all time. Mm-hmm. But to listen to his score from Ghosts and Mrs. Muir, Wuthering Heights, Jane Eyre, and then compare them to this is the guy who wrote the music for Psycho. <laughs> You know, that, that, oh my goodness, such versatility. So, but anyway, yeah, those are all the movies I've looked at. I've kind of spent my time watching a lot of videos on, so you're cruising to Alaska for the first time. Let me give you these tips. (laughs) (laughs) I can recommend travel channels, but, uh, (laughs) but no, uh, those are all the movies I've really looked at. And, um, of course I've been, every time I see a video, it's just like, oh, it must be a day ending in Y. They found something else from Rachel. What's her face? Well, they found, they found something else. And it's like, well, we know one thing. She was extremely active on social media, Mm -hmm. and that's a curse to her. Because we found out now she got in on the cancel Britney Spears campaign, the cancel Gina Carano campaign. For some reason, she jumped in on a cancel Jeremy Renner campaign. And oh, and JK Rowling. Of course. Of course. So, yeah. The J.K. Rowling one's just free square at this point. You know, it's like in the middle of the bingo board. <laughs> it's, yes! it's, oh, I know! <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> it's like I wake up every day and I'm like, okay, wonder what they found on Rachel today and who she was trying to cancel and... Yeah, the I'm still trying to I'm still trying to work out the Jeremy Renner thing. I don't I I don't have enough background. Oh, it probably had to do with uh, he didn't stand up and demand that his female co-stars get the same thing. Because he oh. said it's not, my job. it's not my job to work out their contract, and they're like, well, you should stand in solidarity, and they tried to cancel. Oh, he okay. also defended okay. Chris Pratt when they were going after him. She would definitely hate that. What? So she's going after employees for, who work for the same corporation mm-hmm. that she does. I yes. mean, of course, she took glee in helping to cancel Gina Carano. Uh, my sister said, yeah, that's when she got rid of uh, Disney+. Plus. She doesn't know Gina by name, but she says when Disney got rid of that girl. I know who she's talking about. Um, yeah, she's a, she's a piece of work. <laughs> I I wish Disney the best with her. <laughs> they, they deserve each other. They deserve each, they deserve each other. I mean, she's pretty much just her co-star, the whoever it is that plays the prince. You know, she's like, oh well, he might get all his scenes cut anyway, and it's just like, okay, rude, rude, mm-hmm. rude. So uh, yeah, and I think Gary was saying he's. He's not going to excuse Gal Gadot anymore or Gadot anymore. And it's like, yeah, she stands up there and is nodding and says, Thank you. you. 
you know, she she's not going to be saved by the prince. And it's like, okay, you did Wonder Woman 84. <laughs> you almost don't forgive any forgiveness. That went uh, nuts years ago. She really flipped from the more base woman she used to be. Uh, yeah. I've noticed that a long time ago. I just, you know, I, I know what I hear from her. This was not very impressive. And, oh, well, but anyway, Odie knows very well. I go off on his Discord on my, my rants, and <laughs> <laughs> I've ranted about Rachel. Annette Benning got me fired up the other day, and I, I'm like, I think I said the, the quiet part out loud when I said she looked like a piece of shoe leather. Oh. And then I accused her of destroying Warren Beatty's career. Uh, because I said she did the one thing none of the other women in his life ever did. She got herself pregnant and he was enough of a gentleman that he married her. Nobody else, Julie Christie, Diane Keaton, none of the other women, they, Madonna, good grief. None of these other women did that, but she did. And I'm like, yeah, I don't respect her. She's destroyed his career. And now she, she looks like a, a dog's chew toy. So, <laughs> be fair, she looked like that in the 90s. She did. I saw Bugsy. I remember mm. when Bugsy got nominated for Best Picture, and somebody joked, Well, that must have been the best picture the Academy saw on that day. <laughs> and I tend to agree. It's not the best gangster movie I've ever seen. Mm. So, but I did like uh, Ben Kingsley played, uh, oh, shoot. Having a brain Gandhi? fart. Mm-mm. He did play Gandhi, but ben, in in Bugsy he played uh, oh, okay. Meyer Lansky. Meyer okay. Lansky. Yeah, uh, I know what you're talking about, and actually, I would consider that a worse gangster movie than even the Analyze movies. It it is not. It's not good. It's not good even for that genre. It's Mm-mm. not. No, no. I mean, when it was, my mother and I saw it, we only saw it because of Warren Beatty, because my mother taught me to be a fan of his. But it was, we both kind of looked at each other and was like, yeah, this is no Godfather. <laughs> <laughs> so, I oh, uh, Annette Benning originally was going to play Catwoman in Tim Burton's uh, Batman Returns. Well, oh, I heard that. Yep, I had heard that. Yes. Glad uh, that didn't happen. Glad that did yeah. not happen. No, then they got Michelle Pfeiffer, who still looks beautiful. Oh, jeez. Michelle yeah. Pfeiffer yeah. aged like fine wine. Yeah. I'm not yes. a Burton fan. I don't like everything about that, but Pfeiffer was good for that role. That was... I. I don't like everything Tim Burton has done, but I, yes, she was... She I really worked for that. Well, what was interesting was there was a story There's about how good points to that, but I still find it overrated in some ways. Yeah, there was the story about how she was doing the whipping uh, scene for practice or something when she was trying out, and she actually sliced yes. like the casting director's face, and he covered yes. it up. And wanted her to get the role, and so he's like, <laughs> and well, like, uh, we'll just, we'll just ignore that. That didn't happen, and he didn't want. <laughs> It's like, nope. <laughs> because the video came out about, I think maybe just a few years ago. And it yeah. was this behind the scenes clip of her yeah. doing it. And you're like, she's actually like hitting she's every mark. Ex- and yeah. It's like, she was awesome. impressive. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And of course, Sean Young, who is from here, she's from Louisville. Um, Sean Young was originally supposed, was 
originally thought about for Catwoman, but allegedly she started showing her, I guess, her crazy side. Oh. And supposedly showed up at Tim Burton's office in a Catwoman costume, and he locked the door and wouldn't let her in because it's just like, oh my god, this woman's crazy. Is she the one who did the video, like where she was like, you know, the Catwoman is not pleased, and she had like this whole like thing about how she wanted to be Catwoman or whatever. Yes, yes. Because Sean was real big. That's back during when she was her Blade Runner okay, yeah. phase. Yeah. So uh, she was real big, but yeah, the rumor kind of got out. She allegedly was crazy, and nobody really wanted to work with her. And I, I know some complaints she made about Harrison Ford about his beard was too rough on her face and everybody kind of blew that out of proportion. And I was like, well, if his beard was too rough for her face, it was too rough for her face. Mm -hmm. So anyway, but Sean Young, uh, I guess the last movie everybody's seen her in, it was one of those Ace Ventura movies. That's I right. Think? I always, I always forget that she was Lieutenant Einhorn. That's it. Einhorn's in... a man. Einhorn yeah. is a man. a man. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I think that might be the last movie of her career. She just went ahead and got out of Hollywood, which I don't blame her. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, yeah, that's all the movies I've seen. Nice. Mostly Alaskan cruise <laughs> videos and. Yeah, I think we've narrowed down. We're going to do Princess Cruise Lines. Um, they've been cruising Alaska for about 50 years. They get to stay longer in some ports than the other cruise lines do. They've got a couple of beautiful ships that do Alaska. So we're kind of leaning in on that. So beautiful I, place. So it's, it's so gorgeous. I, like I said, it's another hurdle for me uh, as my, uh, you know, I hopefully get my health improved. So, <laughs> so um, I am going to let you click me out of here because yes. I have somewhere to go. Yes, because I don't want to blow up everything. <laughs> it's been very nice talking to you all. As always, Tina. Zane, I'm glad that you got your problem, your technical yeah. problems worked out. <laughs> it only took like half an hour. Half an hour. Rosetta, Laura, uh, I don't, if K-Man, if you're in here, K-Man's still here. Yeah. He's still here. So I will see you all later. So hopefully maintenance will get my air conditioning fixed before I swelter away. So. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I hope that happens very, very quickly. This four, this four fan is doing a really good job. So, <laughs> uh, All right, then. Click me out of here. I will. Goodbye, you have a good one, Tina. All. Okay, then. <laughs> Bye. 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 All righty. So thank you, Tina, for, for joining us today. And we'll go ahead and let's see. I'm trying to think about who else. Uh, K-Man, because I know that you, you're not necessarily on time constraints, but obviously you could get a call at any point that could, that could uh, you know, bring you away. So, uh, K-Man, what you've been watching? What you've been up to? Unfortunately, um, events held me back from watching a lot more than what I had planned on, but mm. I did uh, get to watch a few things. Uh, I guess I'll start off with uh, probably the most recognized one would be uh, the latest Mission Impossible movie. Okay, so how long did it take you to, to eventually see that one? Because I know it's been a while since you've been on, so did you see it pretty early on, or did it take you a while to get it? Uh, probably, I'd say, it was either the last week of July or 
first week of August because uh, I know it was like right before I went to the hospital. Okay. All right. What'd you think about it? And actually, I actually enjoyed it. Uh, it pretty much it runs par with the rest of the Mission Impossible series, and uh, it actually, uh, actually makes me want to see what they come up with in this second part for. But, uh, yeah, yeah. It, yeah uh, I'm, I mean, it's one of those things where I, I still, still can't quite get how it is a film that got a lot of acclaim. A lot of people have loved it. I know that not everyone, obviously, people are gonna, you know, put it. They're gonna rank it how they will in the in the series. But I think even if you're not a huge fan of this specific movie, you'd still be willing to admit that it's one of the better films that come out, you know, this year, and that a lot of people who have seen it have liked it. It just boggles my mind how it hasn't really done much for as far as box office is concerned and you know i i, I kind of just go back to i think it has to have just been the, the way that they released it just was not a very smart move on their part to do the early early release but um in general i guess what were your favorite parts about it or did you have anything to say on that yeah i mean pretty much uh just the camera work it really the cinematography and all that it they really did a good job on that uh uh Acting, especially ones like uh, Howie Atwell, mm-hmm. they did a tremendous job of what they was doing. Uh, I liked how that they were able to keep in line with the seriousness of the storyline, but they were able to throw in little bits and pieces of like little things you could laugh out here and there, kind of lighten the mood whenever it was needed. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I thought I thought they did a very, very good job of just being able to um, really be. It was just again, it was a very very good mix. And you know, with Disney, especially with Disney Marvel, they have this they have this habit that they've now had for many years of never being able to be serious, always having to have a joke there. This one was able to have that that typical balance you want to see in an action film, where yeah, there's some lighthearted moments, but when things are getting serious, they're serious, and yeah. and they know how to keep it that way. Um, where, because when it comes to Mission Impossible, it always typically comes down to, in, in certain regards, to the the big stunt, like whatever the big stunt they're doing for this movie. How did you think the stunt in this film compares to the other ones from the previous films? I think they they really seem to be trying to push it uh, more more each time, uh, especially like with I don't really. I, I mean, I know it's been out for a while, so I'm trying not to spoil it too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but like with the uh, motorcycle, where he, he was having to try to catch the train uh, and have to do the stunt off of that, that one was, that pretty much was par with uh, him hanging on to the side of a airplane and the other ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think, I don't know, for some reason to me, I, I still am just so impressed by the one he does in i believe it's coast protocol um where it's it's on the on the huge huge building you know like i just uh, yeah. the was is it the Wiz khalifa is that what it's is that what it's officially called or something like that am i saying the am i saying the artist's name or <laughs> <laughs> so i never can remember the name of that one yeah i'm not exactly sure how i pronounce that one but yeah uh, yeah, I do know which one you're talking about. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
All right, so you saw Mission Possible. You liked it a lot. Uh, what else were you able to watch? And there was a, I did see uh, the Tetris movie. Okay, I yes. Broke, I actually broke down and got the free month of uh, Apple and watched it. And okay, what would you think about it? I will say one thing. I did not think that whenever they developed that game that there was that much going behind it. Mm-hmm. It, it definitely... It definitely blew my mind because of the fact that it is as something as simplistic as Tetris. I mean, you have a lot. You have a lot to think about which, whenever you're trying to get the blocks into place to knock them out. But at the end of the day, it's still pretty simple. Mm-hmm. You don't think that something as simple as that had all that behind it, just trying to get it to where they could put it out there for everybody. Mm-hmm. No, th- this this movie surprised me a lot because of that, you know, and, and, and for those wondering, like, how do you make a movie about Tetris? It's much more about not even just the creation of Tetris. It does go into that as far as the, the programming side, but it's more it's more so how did Tetris make its way out of the Soviet Union? And so knowing it's that backdrop of, oh, this is a game that existed within the Soviet Union and this was during that time, you know, Cold War era where you're trying to get stuff out in any way from that country, let alone something that's going to be used by capitalists to make money. Uh, it just adds that whole other level. Like there are so many dramatic elements that just work so well. So I am glad that you got to see this because um, it, it really is one of the best. And it's, that's why, you know, obviously I know we're in this age of streaming. So you have all these streaming services. They're going to make their own original content. But I'm kind of sad this film did not get, um, you know, did not get a full theatrical release and, and did not get kind of, I think, something that would have helped more eyes get onto it. Because it really is, I think, one of the best one of the best movies of the year. Yeah, I would definitely if it would have made it into theaters, it would have been one of the ones that I would have liked to have seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, they, oh, good. No, you go ahead. Oh, no, I'm just going to say it. Uh, um, and they did a real good job with putting it all together, a mixture of throwing in the little things here and there with the game and whatnot. And the music backdrop I helped out a lot with a lot of scenes. Yeah. Yeah, I see Ikthulu in the chat because I know that he is not really the he's too big on Tetris. And that's the one thing I do agree on is, is he, he's calling out here that the Tetris chase and airport scenes uh, we're, we're not we're not very good, and I, I will agree. I don't think that those were as as good as they could have been, just because it's weird when you have a film like that and then you put a chase sequence in it. Um, but luckily, it's such a small part of the movie, and everything else I think is just so good, both in writing and also in performances. I mean, this guy right here, like Tarrant Edgerton, he honestly always surprises me, always impresses me with with the level of his performances, and yeah. I'm you know even if he's in a film that I have no desire to see or Maybe it's not even that great. I know that the very least he'll he'll be giving it in it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, what else were you able to see? Uh, I had a uh, supposed to be based on actual events of the uh, whenever North and South Korea were trying to get into the UN, and they were having to be in. Oh, good. Uh, I'm probably gonna mess up the name. Uh, Mugadesh. At a, this movie called Escape from Bangladesh. So from Bangladesh? Yeah. M O G A D I S H U. 
I missed that part. See, it said it was M O Y G A D I S H U S H U Mogadishu. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That because that yeah I think I've heard I think I did hear about one. There's one from 2021. Yeah. Okay. All right. So what did you think about this one? It uh, it is pretty decent if you if you're into learning a little bit i mean i know hollywood or just any company in general is going to take liberties when they're making their movies but uh, if but you're if you're into learning a little bit about something it's worth a watch i mean they they say that it's an action thriller but i will say that for the first like 40 minutes of the movie it's more or less them going back and forth with uh trying to uh get in good with the ambassador of somalia and whatnot because they're the only ones that could really give either either side of that country a chance to be a part of the union yeah and but um, they, and one thing is like with the scenes it it's not a whole lot but they do uh show scenes of what it's like to be in actual like whenever rebels and whatnot try to start attacking people they really give you that sense of what it's like to be in the middle of all of that okay so you, you would say the, the effects that are, are pretty uh pretty well done uh, that, that make you kind of just feel like you're in the middle of that action yeah okay yeah it's because I, obviously I have especially more recently become much more aware of some things coming out of uh, the Korean film market, uh, especially as Hollywood continues to fail. Right. We tend to, you know, whether it's in the comic industry, right. People are, are becoming more drawn to things like manga, for instance, um, you know, manga and anime. I feel like also when it comes to movies and shows that some of the best ones, or at least some of the ones that I've enjoyed the most have also been coming, you know, from Korea, you know, wh- whether it be, um, Oh, what, what, what's the name of the show on, on Netflix? It's it's like everyone's already dead. The one that's at the school, um, and uh, it's just brilliantly written, great character driven stuff. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised to to be, be able to see this one to say that this is also probably going to be a pretty good take on that draw the drama war thriller uh, type of type of film. What what uh, what film or where is this available to to watch? Where did you get to see this one? I actually uh, bought it on a whim whenever oh. I was uh, bought uh, a was a Blu-ray copy of whenever I was out shopping one day looking for movies. Okay. But I think it is on different streaming services as well. Uh, but yeah, okay. one one thing I will say is that uh, they they did make it to where that it's in the original languages of the country. But you have the options of subtitles, or if you want to do the uh, the dubs as well. But I will say that the dubs, the the words are a lot different because I had the subs on at the same time, mm-hmm. and it is completely different than what's actually being said. Yeah, and you're getting into the heat of it, right? With the the sub versus dub, right? Because there <laughs> is a difference in in words and context as well. So. Uh... Yeah, especially for live action, I I don't think I could ever do a uh, like a dubbed version. If it's animated, it, it sometimes can work, but <laughs> for yeah. for the live action stuff, it's like ah, I don't know if I could I could do that one. Yeah, I'd probably recommend uh, trying to do dub on this one instead okay. of trying to read. And you would recommend this movie too? 
Yeah, definitely. If you uh, wanted something that you want to learn a little bit about, but also want to uh, sit back and relax for a little bit and just mm -hmm. kind of immerse yourself into it. Okay. Awesome. Uh, were you able to watch anything else? Uh, one last one. Of course, I always got to throw in some yes. off the wall type deal. <laughs> uh, so I don't know if you remember one that from a long time ago called Dinosaur Hotel. Oh my goodness, no! But uh, I'm already excited. A, well, this one is the sequel to that one called oh. Dinosaur Hotel: The <laughs> Next Level. <laughs> a sequel, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask me how or why they made a sequel, but they did. Literally, money to burn. Oh, I have some things I, I never understand. I mean, if you uh, thought the Velocipaster was was too much, you can check in, but don't expect to check out. <laughs> yeah, this one here. It, uh, I, I'm going to say that uh, I don't know how, but. I think it kind of got worse from the first one. <laughs> so you're saying that the first one was was at least, you know, reputable in, in bad movie lore, and then this one just kind of falls off a bit? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because like the first one, at least you had a little intrigue in the fact that you didn't know who was pushing the buttons. You just knew that it was... A group of people on the dark web that were sitting there making bets on who was going to survive trying to escape from the dinosaurs this this one here they turned it in apparently something happened between whenever the first one came out and this one that they somehow made it into a reality tv show <laughs> they had a had pretty much a it went from group of people on the dark web supposed to create it to now you have this game show host that claims he's created it and wanted to run everything but kind of over the top type deal <laughs> and basically what they did is they brought back the main character from the first one to where she has to do it all over again and uh the acting uh I don't know. It's the acting is it's kind of stiff. No, you're, you're saying it's not it's not like, you know, revolutionary. And looking at the is this the lead actress, uh, yeah. Chris, Chrissy Wuna, who's been in such films as Croc, um, <laughs> Exorcist, Vengeance, Bambi, The Reckoning. Wait a minute. Okay. Okay, I need uh, I need someone to to watch this at some point. <laughs> Dummy, I have self-respect. Bambi the Reckoning. Oh my goodness. But anyway, so she's been in film. She was also she likes dinosaur films. She was in Kingdom of the Dinosaurs. Oh my goodness, Snake Hotel. Wait, <laughs> a game show in which contestants fight against giant snakes. Probably so there's a whole creators. series then. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, and you got people that, like, whenever the dinosaurs attack, well, of course, naturally, the dinosaurs, you can tell, is CGI. Mm -hmm. And uh, and 
the way the people were acting, it's like the director told them that, okay, you're going to be attacked by a dinosaur. Just flop around and make it look like it's, you know, like you're being eaten. Oh my goodness. They also, uh, the two kids that they, that was, that played her children in the first movie are back. And every line, I mean, granted, on most kids, they are hard to take directions, but these kids, it's like they were reading from a cue card. And for some reason, they were all for her to go back and try to uh, fight the dinosaurs again, even though in the first movie, they were almost killed. They, they It's just like straight face, like, you should try it. You can win. You won last time. Just dead straight like that. You can do it, essentially. I have faith yeah. in you. you Please go back it. and die. Yeah. <laughs> you survived yeah. the dinosaurs once. You can survive them again. Yeah, it was one of those deals where, like, after seeing the first one, I seen this one was like $5. I was like, well, okay. Uh, I seen the first one. <laughs> I might as well. Oh, so, so oh, K-Man, so K-Man you, you saw this film. Did you see The Flash? I never did. Okay, then, the, okay, then I can't. <laughs> okay, then no, one can answer, no one can answer this question then because uh, nope. you know, wants to know who did the CGI better. Was it Dinosaur Hotel or The Flash? I just wanted to make a point, Odin, that when you say you can do it, you know you're pushing those things that make me slip and swear. You know that, right? Yes, but in those properties, there are plenty of jokes that are that are clean. So yes, but that's not the ones that pop into my head and they have to fight the lack of filter. Mm. <laughs> so then, hit that mute button if you don't think you can hold it in. I do that all the time. Haven't you noticed? <laughs> <laughs> you're oh, shameful. <laughs> so dinosaur hotel oh my goodness well it sounds like next time you'll have to watch bambi the reckoning and get back to us on, uh, oh god on that one. I, I have to, i'll try to find out <laughs> it says abomination is who's watching over at odyssey it says it appears to be a live action with bizarre cgi animals and monsters <laughs> oh that's fantastic oh goodness uh how are things going with the because i know obviously uh being sick and um, you know, falling behind on, on different things, but every, how's everything going with uh, your music? I know that you were you were about to launch the podcast before that, that a lot of that stuff came down. So where where are you with that stuff? Unfortunately, uh, with like with the podcast, uh, I'm going to try to uh, hopefully get the next episode recorded either tonight or tomorrow. So it'll be so if I can, then it'll be up sometime this week. But uh, yeah, pretty much, like I said, everything had got pushed off because of that. But it's slowly getting back up. Uh, got back into writing a song that I had started right before I had before I had to go to the hospital. Okay. So just getting back in the swing of things, and uh, still the best place to get you the xtheboundaries.co website. Oh yeah. All right. Awesome, dude. So people should be on the lookout for the next episode of that podcast. Uh, you said sometime. You said you're going to record it probably sometime tonight. So releasing yeah. it probably the next couple of days. Yeah, I'm hoping to get out there because uh, pretty much what I like to do is I usually record everything that 
I plan on talking about like with this episode, it's going to be the topic is going to be about pretty much space and mm -hmm. if what the uh, people's beliefs of if there's life out there and UFOs oh. and stuff like that. And then, but like I going into I the aliens. Like to, uh, yeah. But what I like to do is I usually like to record what's going to be said. Uh, then I go back and I add little things to it, different sound effects and what mm -hmm. music and whatnot. And then after editing, and then I usually try to get out within a day or two after editing. Mm -hmm. Nice. Very, very cool, man. I hope that things continue to, to you know, get better, so, you know, again, recovery wise and, uh, hope that you're feeling feeling a lot better than 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 what you were, and uh, right. and hope things continue to grow with the with the podcast and with with your music, man. So thanks thanks for sharing all those things. No problem. Yeah, how's everyone doing time wise? Uh, everyone else on the panel, everyone doing okay? I'm good. Yeah. Okay. I don't really have a time frame, so okay. okay. Cool. That's why. Just wanted to double check, make sure it was okay. Let's go ahead then, and let's go to Suzanne. Suzanne, what you been doing, brother? Yes. What have I been doing? Um, I have gotten. I mean, I got these a while ago. So it's the uh, Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit. Nice. Uh, 4K, because I have the uh, Xbox Series X S now, and it it plays 4K. So I got 4K shows. I have. But we've talked a lot about those. Um, I got yeah. the Dark Crystal. Okay. I still haven't watched it yet. I need to watch it on uh, 4K. I've I've seen it before. I haven't watched it on 4K. I haven't watched this one yet. Okay. So that one that one's uh that one's good. I got Never Ending Story on Blu-ray. Um, Detective Pikachu. I got forever ago. So what's interesting about Detective Pikachu, it's one of the first ones where I looked into the uh, whether or not it made its money back and, and figured out all that kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, judging on your metric, if it did only if it only needed double uh, its budget in uh, advertising and all that other stuff, then it made its money back. But if it had to go all the way up to like three times, it didn't make it back, which is too bad. Because I feel like it was a pretty good it was a pretty good movie. It had a good family element to it it's a movie that yeah I, when i remember seeing it in theaters and i remember my immediate thought was it, it, without ryan reynolds i don't think the film would have worked no I, I think he's the what made the film he was the glue that made the film hold together but also what really honestly made it uh very very yes. entertaining yeah everyone else did like an okay job but it would just kind of is it needed him to spike it up in those moments where uh it needed just energy. He had brought a lot of energy to it. Yeah. And one great place too, uh, and this, this goes for anyone as well. If, if you ever interested in, in box office stuff is I think the numbers does a great job because it tells you like yeah. what its budget is like, or what it's made times the budget. So yeah, for my, yeah. my break even is around 2.5. And so yeah. the 2.9 means that it comfortably, and I think anyone else who, if they did have like a three times budget for any reason, I think they would still say that's close enough to where you're still looking at them making money off of that movie. Yeah. It did make tons, um, so I, I would understand if they don't make another one. I, I don't really think it needs another one, either. Yeah. I feel like the movie was fine just by itself. Um, but sometimes you have to restrain yourself and only yes. limit yourself to, to no sequels. It's like, it doesn't need a sequel. It's fine. You know, um, you'd have to put, like, his dad back into the Pikachu, so that would be weird anyway, so... Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
Yeah, and, <laughs> and maybe you could answer because I, I was told that, you know, hey, if it's a giant IP, it's going to make a billion dollars. Well, why do you think Take a Pikachu didn't make a billion dollars? <laughs> oh, well, and, and, and Pokemon is the largest IP in the entire world. Yeah. Because, like, a lot of people talk, oh, Disney, but Disney's a brand. But, like, yeah. as an IP, Disney Princesses, you know, breaks down into Star Wars, Disney Princesses, and all that. Pokemon is the largest IP in the entire world. Mm-hmm. And this movie uh, barely did above breaking even, so. Mm-hmm. Yep. And to, to someone's point, Abomination mentions about uh, merchandising. Oh, absolutely. I mean, clearly this, oh, this yeah. film made a lot of money there too, right? But again, I think that the metric people were using was that people who play a game or people who are part of a fan of an IP, you know, are going to automatically cross over to buying movie tickets. Like, that's just not how it works, um, you know? And so I still hold by that, okay? Not letting it go. I was right on that, just not on this specific movie. Anyway, (laughs) Um, I I feel like the movie was I feel like it was a good movie. I I did like it. Um, I feel like it was uh, enjoyable enough. Uh, It was simple. And that's sometimes what you need. Um, It had some flaws. I feel like uh, pacing was a little weird at times. But, you know, I liked it as a movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's again, I think Ryan Reynolds makes it work and it's very enjoyable because he's in it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. so I, I did finally, uh, I have them on me so you can see them. These are, I, we talked about them last time when I, when I was on. Uh, I've got the Labyrinth yeah. uh, 4K with all the, the fancy book stuff in it. That, that's yes. all, like, Ooh. it's got, Ooh. It, it's, it's very nice. Yes. Oh, I love that artwork. Oh, it's, it's gorgeous. Um, and I've never seen Labyrinth until uh, I was almost, uh, until I was 30. So I didn't grow oh, wow. up. Now that I've seen it, I'm like, oh, I like it. And then, like, we did talk about the last time. It was the Arrow version of uh, Legend, which yes. I have. And uh, it would be uh, the alternate cut, which I find superior to the regular version. Um, that's right. That's still something that I, that's something I still need to watch. Yep. I remember us talking about it last time, too. Yep. Um, so those are the movies I've been uh, that I've gotten. Um, I need to watch some of them. Uh, another movie I would like to talk about, though, is uh, have you guys ever seen the old Thin Man movies from the 1930s? Not me. Has, it, has anyone else seen the Thin Man movies? No. No. Let me check. No. The, the... I've heard of them, but they, I have seen them. When they... I hear T-Man, I'm actually thinking Tall Man and Lakota stuff, so no. <laughs> yeah. So the Thin Man, um, it's a series of movies that were, uh, some of them were pre-code. Nothing bad's in it, um, mm. but that's when they took place. They're uh, comedy mystery films uh, starring William Powell and Myrtle Loy. Um, they're the Nick and Nora, and they're they're actually yeah yeah that's it. And they're 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 actually really good. They're they're very cute. I like the fact that uh, as husband and wife they work together. I mean they've got some you know tension when like he doesn't. She tries to butt in on his his detective being. But uh, they're very cute together, which you don't see a lot when you have a husband and wife. You know, it's always like, oh, you know, you're a chain, you know, ball and chain or whatever. But like, no, they're very adorable together. I love, I love how much they think about each other. They show a lot of affection for each other. Um, it's really cute. Uh, the second one in it, it was a series of films. The second yeah. one has a very young uh, 
uh, Jimmy Stewart, which is uh, now which one is so because it's Thin Man. Is it then after the Thin Man? I think it's. That's what this. Yeah, is. It, they they have I I think so. Yes, yes. After okay. the Thin Man, Thin Man's when they got their boy. And then yeah, that's okay. how it goes. So after the Thin Man, okay. Thin Man, I think it's the one with uh, Jimmy Stewart when he was really young. Um, he does a really good job. Um, especially at the end, I'm not gonna spoil anything about it, but at the very end, he has a very authentic performance. You know, sometimes you have, well, it's a really good performance, but you can tell that it's like, you know, that's something you would do in acting. You'd only really see someone act like that in a movie. You're like, but it's a very compelling, you know, performance. And then you see there are times where like, you'll see someone acting and they look just very accurate to how someone would genuinely respond in real life. Like Mm -hmm. that is an actual human response. And that's what Jimmy Stewart gave at the end of that movie. So uh, that that was really cool to see. They're very funny. We watch them. Uh, my my parents and I watch them every New Year's. Uh, so that's when they tend to be on oh, on okay. TCM or whatever. I think. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah, because for me, we always, as a family, we would watch the Twilight Zone marathon. So it's, it's always fun hearing other people's traditions for for these things. Yep. Uh, th- those are the ones that we watch, uh, just cause it's, there's enough of them and we just started it one year and then ever since we just do it, yeah. <laughs> um, we get, we get KFC and we watch the Thin Man movies. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So I think yeah. like the first one is set near Christmas or something Okay. around New Year's Christmas, something like that. Yeah. But, uh, but say, those had, are good had, had Tina been able to stay on because since I, since I follow her, I can see the the ratings for these. And it looks like she had at least one rating for this one after the thin man. She had a four star yeah. review for that one. So yeah, it's, it's a good movie. Um, they've got good acting. Uh, William Powell's a really good actor. Um, Myrna Lloyd's a good actor. It's uh, actress. Um, she's like I said, the, the, the chemistry between those two was awesome. Um, She's like this wealthy socialite um, from kind of like older money. And he was just a detective who grew up in rural middle America and, but became a detective like in, in, in New York. And that was how they met. She was some young socialite and he was some 40 year old uh, detective that somehow they got together. They're just really cute together. I really like the films. Nice. Um, the other out because okay. I have heard of them yeah. before. Dude, I just had dude, never yes. seen them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're they're very they're very good. Um, if you get a chance, uh, I I it's one of those ones where I feel like they're not quite as good as the later the later ones aren't quite as good as the first couple, but uh, I don't really feel like they're ever bad. None of them are ever bad. Yeah, you know, the first ones are just better. That makes sense. Okay. Would Would you say that this is the kind of because uh, obviously you watch it with your family. Would you say that this is one of those like good date night movie, good movie to watch when it's raining, uh, good movie to watch when like sat like you know like there's movies for certain times like what would you think that this film series would be best for? Um, hmm, I don't know. I hadn't thought of it. I just always associate it with New Year's. Um, because I do is it like the marathon where like I watch all of them. Mm -hmm. So I guess if you want to do like a marathon and watch all of them, um. 
rainy day. Yeah, I think that would be good. It's it's light um, okay. in a lot of ways. Uh, I think the the heaviest one is the second one with with Jimmy Stewart, um, okay. just because he has such a compelling performance. But that doesn't usually come to like the very end anyway. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think it's definitely rainy day when you got time on your hands. Um, it could be kind of a date one. They get, they're very cute together, so okay. uh, it could be inspiring of feelings of affection towards your spouse. So good thing to watch together with 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 them. Yeah. Uh, and the cool. other movie that I watched this week that I feel like would be good to talk about um, is Tammy and the Bachelor. Oh boy. Okay, let's um, see that. I put yes, yammy Tammy by and, yeah. It's definitely not yammy and the bachelor. It's Tammy no, and the bachelor. No, it's definitely not. Tammy and the bachelor. <laughs> with, uh, there it is. Yep. Okay. With uh, Carrie Fisher's mom, Debbie Reynolds, and a young uh, Liam Neeson back when he was a heartthrob rather than a comedic actor. Liam Neeson, you said. Don't you? No, sorry, not Liam Neeson. Sorry. <laughs> Okay, sorry. You know what? I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm this off on Liam, quite. This Liam Neeson, right? This Liam. Neeson. <laughs> yeah, that, that one. <laughs> Leslie Nielsen <laughs> was a comedic actor uh, when he was young and would have been a heartthrob. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I was reading and oh, trying. Oh, no, it's all good. <laughs> uh, I knew exactly yeah. what you meant, and then when I was honest, but then you're like, wait, the name doesn't sound right. Uh, <laughs> It's a very simple movie. They, for some reason, decided it needed uh, sequels and a spinoff TV show. I don't know why. Um, the movie ends with them together, and yet somehow you've got, like, other ones that were, like, Tammy and the Doctor and, like, Tammy and, the, I don't know, the Heart Surgeon, something. I don't remember. There was another one. And none of them had, like, the same actors in them. So, like, you get different act actresses playing Tammy. Um <laughs> they decided to do that they like even have like a tv show or something for like a season um it really did not need to happen because this is a very standalone movie like, unless yeah. you wanted to like, yeah. you know, they end up together at the end i don't know why suddenly she's dating someone else maybe it's like an alternate reality where she ends up with someone else instead is it based off know. of a book series maybe where it's like a series of stories actually. i've never looked up into it that much so maybe that might be it because the way that you were describing it made it sound almost like Nancy Drew and the, you know, no. it's like Tammy and this Tammy and the Bachelor, Tammy and the Boatman. Tammy. That's that's true. I, I never thought of it like that. <laughs> um, it's it's a very it's a very cute movie. It's very simple. Um, so Tammy is just this 17 year old girl who grew up in the bayou. Um, her dad is like. Or her her parents are dead and she she's being raised by her, her grandfather. Um and uh, Leslie Nielsen's plane like crashes in in the bayou, and they they she and her grandfather rescue him out of the water, and she nurses him back to health, and then he uh, goes back to his life, and he lives on like a furrowed plantation in the south, and they're trying to maintain their money while not having land that can produce any crops, and her grandfather gets hauled off to jail for selling. Uh, moonshine, um, even though he's like a preacher, he makes moonshine. Uh, and so she has to go live with his family, uh, the bachelor's family. And anyway, they fall in love. It's very cute. It's very cute. Very simple, very cute. Um, that one's definitely date night, um, I would say. Very, very simple, very cute. Um, 
trying to think also what I want to say about it. What was interesting was that when I was watching this, my mom mentioned uh, about Debbie Reynolds, you know, she called her uh, Princess Leia's mommy. And because of that, I was like, well, what if uh, they had made uh, the prequels during Debbie Reynolds' time? Like, who would be in it instead? You know? It's like, if, if, if you had Debbie Reynolds cast as Padme Amidala instead of, and, and who else would I cast in, in, in the prequels from her era who would fit the, the right time frame, the right age ranges. Oh my um, so my brother have spent like the last week like, like trying to come up with people who would fit into the roles of the prequels with people from Debbie Reynolds' era. Um, that, that's been interesting. I think we decided uh, the main ones that I, that I really would talk about would be uh, Obviously, Demi Reynolds as Padme, but then uh, for Count Dooku, we had uh, uh, Basil Rathbone because he knows how to swashbuckle. Hmm. Who is that? You, I, don't, you, I don't know who that person is actually. Basil Rathbone? Oh, he's no. from a lot of nineteen fifty movies. Do you know older movies very well, or do you know? Somewhat. Okay, so he was. As uh, long as it's not eighties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know those old ones, like uh, you know nineties films. Uh, so he, he's from like a lot of 1950s stuff, a lot of Roger Corman. Um, I need, I need her back. <laughs> she, she knows all the films that, that I would know. Um, what was, so, what, so what's, what was his name again? Basil Rathbone. Basil? Basil. B-A-S-I-L. Yeah. Yeah. So he would have been in like a lot of the Errol Flynn movies. He would have been the bad guy in all the Errol Flynn movies, um, and stuff. A lot. He knows how to swashbuckle. Okay. Uh, he, he would have been a good Count Dooku, I feel like. Um, trying to think of who else we had gotten. Um, no one you might know, but it was just fun to like go through old old uh, lists of older actors, and, like the the first half of the century, last century, and see who would line up for to be like Qui Gon Jinn and Obi Wan Kenobi and Anakin Skywalker and all those things. Mm -hmm. So anyway, it was a fun exercise, you know. Nice. That's that's all I've really got. Go oh, ahead. Oh no, I was gonna say anything else that you had watched or anything else that you had wanted to to share because. Nope, I think that was those are all the cool pop culture things that I nice. that I've talked about. Yeah, so I went over my movie collection and uh, that was what I've watched this uh, last couple of weeks. But I did want to talk about uh, the Thin Man movies just because they are really good. Um, and then yeah. Tammy the Bachelor is really cute. Those are the two main things I wanted to to focus on. Nice. Yeah, I did. I was able to uh, put that into my watch list. So yes. that should help me remember because when I write things down, I don't always remember. Yeah, do, both of those are uh, they're they're very good. They're very uh, they're clean. So they'll they'll be things you'll enjoy quite a bit, I think. OK, good. Yeah, you, you, you know, you know, the kind of things that will, you know, <laughs> be yeah. like, mm, no, no, thank you. No, I think. Yeah, I don't think there's even any swearing in any of them. Uh, Tam and the Bachelors, uh, even though like really clean um it's just very simple uh and then the thin man movies i know they're like technically pre-code but there's nothing in them that's bad so or we wouldn't watch it especially not with my parents mm -hmm. um, my mom's the one who introduced it to, to me because she knows all those old films she watches uh black and white films all the time so mm -hmm. that's why i got my, my love of older films and film in general 
Yeah, my mom did the same for me as well. Like it's with with older TV shows. Whenever yep. we would be going to bed at night, typically we would be uh, like she'd be watching TV, and it'd be a lot of TV land. So my love of I yes. Love Lucy and of All in the Family and just all of those just classic did shows have, came from. Did you ever watch Perry Mason? Never got into Perry Mason, <clears throat> but my parents do the- still. I think to this day still watch it. Like they get yes. on a routine of things that they watch every day. I have the '90s ones where he came back in the early, in the '80s and '90s. I have the uh, oh goodness, okay. They only have it in DVD, but they were the Perry Mason movies. They were like TV movies um, from the '80s and '90s, and those are what I remember watching because my mom would watch them on TV when I was growing up, when I was younger. So they're nostalgic for me. My mom watches the old like 60s ones and it was funny like she would call her mom when she was younger they i don't think they ever went off syndication ever because they're mm-hmm. they're very very well um she would like call her mom and her sister and they'd be watching it too like just she grew up watching it and then her sister watches it it's kind of funny um, and then i watch yeah. i do watch the old ones from like the, the 60s um sometimes um they're just not as relatable as the 80s and 90s so yeah Nice. Very cool. Well, thank you for sharing that, man. And hey, thank you so much for for uh, for joining us this month once again. Yes. All right. Thank you so, for putting up with my technical difficulties. Oh, no. Yeah, I mean, hey, <laughs> it wouldn't be a chosen stream if there were technical difficulties somewhere. I mean, I, there's... I was screeching with my, my head. Usually not me. <laughs> no, you're, you're, yours is, you've got yours ironed out, man. You usually have a kitty cat issue more so than anything else. Usually, they're you mean the one of... laying on my feet, licking my toes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> only, only it's you. It's it's sometimes like up here and like on one's trying, head, <laughs> trying to eat your your headphones. Yeah. I actually have a picture that I took with my phone one time when I got really annoyed, where I was literally in the bathroom cleaning the floor, sitting on the toilet cleaning, and she's climbing on my head while I'm trying to clean. So I took a picture of her on my head in the bathroom. <laughs> yep, they do it's, that. That was back when she was a kitten. Yeah. And speaking of photos, uh, Rosetta has been uh, taking some photos, and uh, we're going to... Uh, Sorting some old ones, too, but yeah. yeah. So which ones do you want us to focus on, and how you been? Uh, twitchy. Um, not been a good, day for, a good month for my issues, so... Um, I just started the top, and we'll go down until we decide it's enough. <laughs> okay, gotcha. So who's this guy right here? That is a skink oh. that they have in Reptile Gardens that actually is in the dome with you, so he interacts with you while you're wandering around. Oh, nice. And. Oh, that's a good. I love that one. <laughs> I did think some good shots of him that actually showed the angles and the depth of the position. You try not to get animals too straight on, or you don't get as pure of an angle and lighting. Yeah. So even the ones that are looking like straight on at the side, you want to have a slight tilt to it. So you actually see the depth more. Oh, yeah. Makes it look like they're posing for you. Oh, he, he does it so well. He's <laughs> been there for years in the dome with all the tourists, so he's very used to them. And he likes to get attention. Nice. So. Oh, look at those eyes. That's the Eurasian eagle owl that they have that they rescued. So I go, went and visited him several times this year. Oh, wow. Oh, that's gorgeous. He's a pretty boy. my favorite. This one right here or this one? Well. 
owls in general. Owls okay. in general. Owls in general. I, mean, I, ha- I have a lot of owls, some in the wild, some not everything from burrowing to all kinds of that is Misha huh? at Blake Park in Des Moines. Oh, oh, That's the tiger I go visit big all the time. <laughs> she is so used to me. I go over to that zoo and sit down by the glass barrier and she comes over and nuzzles the glass beside me and talks to me. <laughs> oh, just wait, Katie. Big cats always remind me of my cat Jet because he swaggers like a big cat. None of my other cats do, just him. Got that big cat walk. And then just below yep. the kitty there, that's actually different photos of the falls in Spearfish Canyon. Oh, so that's beautiful. It's so wonderful. And that is actually the lake in the upper northern tip of the Ozarks down in Missouri. Okay. Nice. So. All right, who's this guy? Butler Eagle I go visit over in Kansas City. Okay. And actually, that's the mama. She was actually building the nest when I took those oh. photos. Oh. <laughs> she a pretty girl. I just love the mouth on that one. It just, like, makes it look like <laughs> she's trying to say so. Like, huh, what? What are you doing? Leave me alone. <laughs> Your beak, yeah, for it's me. The thing that gives me bottlers is, oh, A, that reddish beak almost looks like you stuck like a vulture beak on them. Mm-hmm. And it's very much an eagle, and the beak's much bigger than a vulture's. But it's also that from behind, especially, they have everything from that gray to the blue to the reds and everything. They look like a painted songbird from behind. Okay. I, say, I can see the eagle, and especially in this. Beautiful. Oh, that's they're a great photo. Beautiful. Right they're such a unique eagle. And they are actually from Africa, so that's why I have to go to the zoo to visit them. Wow. Um, right there, you can see some of the colors. Look at that. Yeah. They're just gorgeous and very unique. Absolutely. Oh, another owl. Yep, that's the barn owl. That's the type they used in Labyrinth, uh, actually. I was going to say, it's yes. the Labyrinth owl. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you remind me of the babe. <laughs> see, that's an 80s movie, I know. <laughs> well, you have to have something that breaks the rule. <laughs> I have to have some knowledge. Kookaburra. Oh, Ooh. look at that. Kookaburra's Was it sitting in an old gum tree? Gum tree. Merry, merry prince of the... <laughs> Everybody always makes that joke. Anyway, so. <laughs> I like this one. And that's... <laughs> that's um, at Reptile Gardens, too, they actually have a couple eagles that they took in that were rescued from being injured by poachers and stuff. So what would the- that's one where she can't fly, but they love her still, yeah. you know? What would the eagle's equivalent of squirrel be? Because this looks like a dog's face when it's squirrel. What would that be for an eagle? Prey. <laughs> <laughs> Most things are just something. Like Pretty much anything that's moving, they look at like, oh, food. My next meal. <laughs> Oh, wow. That is the Otis Eagles that I've been visiting for years. In fact, remember the story in the pictures of the eagle dropping the feather to me and visiting with me and all that? Mm-hmm. The ones I've visited for years that I go see, that's actually the the father from that group. Okay. Nice. So I go see him a lot. Yeah. I thought He was... knows me. He doesn't fly away when he sees me. <laughs> I was really lucky. Coming back from uh, Oregon one time, I saw a bald eagle, a golden eagle, and some kind of vulture. They were like all 
I think they were fighting over prey or something. The gold eagle had already like taken off. Like I'm not being going to be in the middle of this, but it was just weird. You want to see something wicked? That was cool. You've got to see when the golden eagles are fighting with the owls because owls and mm. eagles eat each other. Oh, oh geez. But it was just oh, yeah. crazy to like see this fight. I'm like, wait, those are three different birds. I, I swear ones. he was showing off. I swear he was showing off. This was actually about a week ago down at Coralville Dam. And I swear he was showing up. I was walking the path <laughs> hey, right above them. He turned, looked at me, winked, and then hey. spread his wings out and started rotating in front of me, winking. It's like, hey. what the? Hey, how you doing? <laughs> you want to take a photo of me? Here you go. <laughs> he showed off all over that place. And I moved a little ways, and he moved to another spot near me and started doing it again. <laughs> you like these feathers? The very nice feathers, huh? You like these feathers? <laughs> <laughs> and that's why that was actually right next to the car as we were on the top of the spillway. It's a funny looking face, I will say. That's the thing with vultures, is vultures, the faces yeah. are funny looking, but if you look at the feathers, if you look at the back and stuff, they are beautiful oh, yeah. other than the face. That's just so funny because everything gorgeous, intricate feathers. Oh, yeah, it's like because I see like in my like to my non bird brain, it's like, okay, I see like, kind of like the like eagle's beauty, right? And then all of a sudden uh, yeah, <laughs> with, a, with a turkey face. Exactly. That's what I'm about. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's the best way to describe it. Definitely turkey face. It's an eagle's body with a turkey face. <laughs> yeah. Oh, these were while I was home about three weeks ago. That was pretty dog up on the rock watching the tourists. Oh, you know, you know, I have to do it, Alan. Alan. <laughs> Alan. <laughs> Alan. Steve. We have we have rock checks around here that do that. Oh, they do. <laughs> yep, they'll, they'll stand yeah. up, and just around. And then that is actually a adolescent coyote. That is Aww. still a puppy. It looks. Look so how cute. happy he is. It's a happy puppy. That's him too from another area Aww. when he's wandering around. He's a happy, happy face. puppy, isn't he? Alan, you can tell he's not full grown. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> we saw he was a baby. We saw one uh, a couple of years ago. It was. I, I knew, I knew, yeah, there's several types depending on which part of the country you're in. I knew the coyote puppy would get to him with his dog glove. I mean, you know. And then <laughs> these are some of my older ones, but these are some of the, my favorite old red panda oh, shots. Red. And I've got a bunch oh, more too, but I am obsessed with red pandas. I go visit them all the time. Every so zoo I can get to. <laughs> and awesome. I love photographing them. There's, there, it's like you wrap, roll the cutest features of a whole bunch of different animals together into one. There's a little bit of a lemur look, a little bit of a, a raccoon look, a little bit of a badger. Yeah. It still looks quite a bit like it belongs in the fox family. Yeah. I mean, it's like you rolled the cutest features of a bunch of these smaller animals together into one. Badger, 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 badger. Now go a little further to the one that was uh, that. No, well, go back to that picture, Zach. That looks like how you envision most SJWs when they're talking. <laughs> and next Just president of the United. No! Yep. <laughs> but I, I love oh, Red Panda. That's so sweet. So much. Well, those look awesome. Good work. <laughs> so, yeah, I've been sorting my photos. And, oh, my goodness. You... Yeah. Okay, the average photographer especially when you're out doing nature work and you're hiking, exploring, trying to get that one perfect shot, stuff like that. The amount of stuff that they use for prints is usually about one in about 100 pictures. Mm -hmm. 
We don't use most of them because there's a high level of there's different failures, stuff like that. That's still one of my favorite red-handed <laughs> yes. shots. I love that one with the tongue. I saw there was a, there was a few up here where I was like, these are some great action. <laughs> <laughs> and those ones I took with the camera in one hand while I was recording videos of it for my channel with the other hand. Is eating a peanut? I'm not kidding. No, it's a little um, bar they make specially for Aww. them for their nutrition. <laughs> I don't know why that one's showing so small compared to yeah, the others there, but, but if you could see it, it's just like it's like hey, oh, yeah, they're I, lo I love red pandas. Oh, Obviously, oh, they've got a kind that. of weak spot for them. They're so cute. I mean, that's a great shot too. <laughs> I think part of the problem is I when I post them to Discord, I have to take them through where I've already posted them, yeah. and sometimes I think I forget to load it past the thumbnail so it doesn't save at the same size. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's also any, any type Discord in general, I, I'm pretty sure has some type of compression on it, too. So, Oh, quite a bit, actually. Yeah. Um, all the websites do, which is why when I tell people, when you get the prints, it's a lot more than you, what you see on the computer. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot more depth. And, uh, but... and shout out to Father Luca, who, who wasn't able to make it today, but this also came up in the Discord as well. The <laughs> you want a piece of me? <laughs> That's Quiet. actually my Otis Eagle in back. Yeah. <laughs> so this is a little glimpse of the stuff that I do, obviously. obviously um yeah. and I love it. I love it. It really is it gives me a center, it gives me a focus with my crazy issues. It gives me a reason because animals are entertaining, even if they're worse, even if they're most twisted, even when they're violent. There's something entertaining about the way God created everything, the abilities they have, the skills they have. Even when it's gruesome, you're seeing the skill and the beauty in the, their abilities. Mm -hmm. There's something about being communing with nature that's just something you don't have if you're not part of the creation more. Absolutely. And I saw this one also because uh, for those that don't know, uh, Rosetta also has a YouTube channel as well, Eagle Rider. And we'll go ahead and share this one because I saw it and Amelia was like, oh, it's so cute. It's the one with the, <laughs> uh-oh, there we go. Oh, it's a turtle. And they're so freaking fast in the water. Look at that. Look at those turtles. It's just like zipping around like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yeah, so you could. I saw when people call turtles slow and I'm like, only on land, people. Only yes, on in land. In the water, they are <laughs> quite speedy. But you can check out Rosetta. I'm going to post the link to her channel in the chat. Uh, was there anything else that you wanted to share? Um, not right now. There will be a lot more stuff actually getting posted, a lot more stuff getting actually done. Once we get back from having to travel and deal with stuff, dealing with having just lost a pet, getting new pets, going through somebody that's dying in the family, having to travel, all this stuff is just kind of zapped me, and I haven't had the time to make the videos again posted the last couple months. Mm -hmm. So it's been kind of sporadic, and I will get back to my daily ones once I get done with all this travel for next month. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Life happens. <laughs> and I ran out of the queue I had saved up to just auto post. Yeah. Well, as they always say, uh, it's a Jurassic Park famously once said, like, life finds a way, you know, things in life find a way somehow. But glad that you were able to jump on with us uh, today. Was there anything else that you did want to share before we move on to, to Laura? Um, 
biggest thing I just want to remind people is just try to help each other out because you never know what's going to happen. And boy, do I have a story for you, not in public though. Okay. That's a reminder of that because you never know what little bit you may do for somebody, how it might actually affect them and help them. And I've kind of had a lot of reminders of that lately. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you again for being here. I am thinking I'm going to dip them because okay. my head is not doing well. So Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, we'll, 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 we'll catch up later. But thank you for jumping on today and for joining us. And again, check her out, Eagle Rider. And you can find her over on YouTube and also on Twitter slash X as well. Yeah. And talk to you guys later. Right, see you, Rosetta. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 All right. And Laura, what you been watching? Hello. What you want to talk about? What's up? Uh, what's up? What's yeah, up? I know how she feels. I, I, I traveled recently, and I, I don't do a lot of, like, driving, long-distance driving. I was just wrecked when I got home. <laughs> it's like a three-hour trip, but I just are for, like, two weeks solid. <laughs> I'm so tired. You would oh, say it's a, a three-hour tour? Three-hour tour. Hour tour. Yeah. Three yeah. Well, I don't know. I guess we'll start with Ahsoka, since it was so oh, utterly yeah. disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> well, this one especially, because uh, for anyone who has not ever been or seen The Chosen before or been around the channel for a long time, Laura is the reason why I watched Rebels, why I got into Rebels. And so, obviously, Ahsoka, the live-action show, very much rooted in that, so... There's a lot of things that, that I'm only recognizing and noticing and having issues with in the show because of of what Laura was able to share of her own love of, of the Rebel show. So, yeah, share your thoughts on the show. Yeah, it was kind of funny because the next morning I woke up, opened my Discord to text you. That wasn't Hera. I don't know who that was, but that wasn't Hera. <laughs> and you texted me the exact same thing. I was like, yeah. get out of my mind. <laughs> same wavelength right now. Uh. No, it's like really hard to put your finger on exactly what makes Hera that character. Um, mm -hmm. You know, her independence, her confidence, her just natural leadership ability. She doesn't have to be like, I'm a general and you have to, you know. She just had that presence where she didn't have to flaunt her authority like that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. She just, uh, I don't know. It's, no, they, absolutely. They didn't really capture her very well. No, um, and it's sad because the actress. And I mentioned this to you on on Discord as well. Like the actress is great. I, I like that actress a lot. But clearly, either she had no knowledge of source material, or she was told to not play it like you would do it. And again, I know that sometimes the arguments, well, it's an adaptation. But when you have a character established it doesn't matter what the medium is. You have to try to be as close as you can, right? It's not just about the look. It's also, hey, there's a personality that's a part of what makes this character who they are. Yeah. I, I like her as an actress. Uh, she better uh, likes to take up with younger women that he's in uh, production with. So mm -hmm. might want to watch mm -hmm. out for that. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, but uh, no, it just... Uh, uh, um. The best part of it was when Chopper and Hera are having that little interaction on the ship. Mm -hmm. You know, that funny, quippy, that, that felt like Rebels. That felt like kind of the characters that we were used to. But 
the rest of it, I don't know what he was, I don't know if he was, like, trying to time to make the, you know, the runtime a little longer, because it just, there were scenes that just dragged, and I was like, either this is the style that he's going for, or they're just trying to pad the runtime a little bit, because the edits mm-hmm. were, like, slow, if you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. like it, it just seemed kind of like, uh, I... Personally, I think he was going for some type of style, but it was annoying. Yeah, it just like, didn't feel like him. One blo- yeah. yeah, I was like watching a guy walk off into the distance. She's like turned away from the camera. Her back of her head is to the camera. She's just watching him walk away. She's like, what is going on here? <laughs> I don't know. It's just I, really I, is sad because this is, I, I, I think I mentioned... I forgot if that's just on, on FNT or if I was just thinking it, but I, I remember that, you know, when I was at the panel at Star Wars Celebration and I was at the Rebels panel, I think I had been in contact with you saying there's a Rebels panel. And I remember I decided to stream it. And then there was like over a thousand. This is also when my channel was a lot smaller. So I had a thousand people watching. And most people who had no idea how I was, it was because so many people wanted to go because it was a huge deal that the Rebels uh, voice cast was coming back together that Filoni was being there too and it was this this love letter to it and it was so great so I can understand why like a lot of us right would be so excited for a movie for a series like this because it's going to be a continuation of Rebels and that's what a lot of us have said hey it'd be really cool to see that and just not this way <laughs> not like this no and I guess you no know, you can just shove a, a couple meters of plasma inside somebody's abdomen and they're just fine <laughs> I know right I'll, I'll never understand their need to have people get stabbed and then not die. They did it in Kenobi with the Inquisitor too. Uh, what Reva? Yeah, Reva. Yeah, stabs the Grand Inquisitor and then it's like, oh, he's fine by the end. No issues. You've got, but and then you've got what's her name? Uh, Mulan. I can't think of her name. She runs around Boba Fett. <laughs> Um, she gets shot in the stomach, and then she's like, oh, yeah, they just put some, like, gears in here, and then, you know, it's like, could people die? Let them die. Yeah, especially since we know that yeah, it, the healing technology, it yeah, it is weak. It's, it's such a weak story element, right? Because we also know how healing works, right? Yes. Because they, <laughs> the, the primary thing you use is Bacta, right? And yep. so we also know that Bacta is not a miracle agent. It takes a long time for someone yep. to go through those treatments. And I, I think ultimately, though, all of this always, of course, it's always going to stem back to the sequel trilogy, right? Because what was established in the sequel trilogy? Oh, wait a minute. Ray can, you know, heal people. Well, even before that, they had, um, I never really agreed with Paul putting himself back together. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's cut in half, okay? He's cut in half yeah. and fell down a very large tunnel. I I get it. I think it would have done better if they had had Savage, like, have his brother um, mm. go to get revenge for his brother. But, you know, it's yeah. done. What are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. I, also, because that would, too, because I could see why people would not like that as much because it seems a little far-fetched. But even that one, I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool that he's still around and everything. But then it's like that has to be your one-off though right you can't keep going back to that that has to be like the exception not the rule and now it's becoming this thing where it's like oh no every person that's going to go through this you know because then it can as everyone keeps mentioning it's going to completely undermine and it does undermine the death of Qui-Gon Jinn it's just like okay well which is very frustrating to me because he's my favorite character (laughs) 
Yeah. I think, I mean, I think the ball thing, it eventually worked out. I mean, I, I think that they explained it fairly well. Like, I mean, you've really opened a door there where, like, death doesn't have any significance, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of people accepted it. They liked the character so much. They were like, oh, well, oh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Fine. And the voice work was really good, too. Yeah. I, I do wonder, I wonder how Ashley Eckstein Wadoka. I mean, her voice is just so unique, and um, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Be interesting to see, I guess. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't have a problem with Rosario Dawson at all. Rosario Dawson at all. But. It's the direction it goes. It comes yeah. back to Filoni, right? Because it's the direction, it's the writing. Because uh, he was director and writer of first episode, and obviously he's going to be the writer of of the series, but he's the one that's going to, because she'll do whatever it is that she needs to do for a role because she, she's shown herself to have range as an actor. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that's why it's always hard sometimes to judge the actor versus the director. In this case, it seems a lot more like it's the director because I, I just, you don't look at that performance as a director and say, yeah, that's what I want. Unless it is something that you want. And like from past shows, I got the feeling that like the Dathomir witches as as powerful as they were, they were, you know, Grievous cut through them like a knife through hot butter. So, I mean, mm. I never got the feeling that they were all that, that powerful. This new, whoever she is, this new Dathomir witch, I just, you know, you don't get a sense that she's very powerful. They don't show her really doing anything. That yeah. uh, She's like ordering, you know, two Jedi around, two former Jedi around. Yeah. Weird. Well, we know that, like... Difference. The mm-hmm. one, the one uh, Dathmir, which the mother, Mother Talzin, she was able to do quite a bit of things in the Clone Wars. So uh, we know that she can do some crazy things. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised yeah, she, if she was. She's dead too, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's dead too, though. So, I mean, but she had, she was taken out because of, uh, I guess, Grievous did, was sent to kill her, but sent to kill her by a. Uh, by a Palpatine because she was messing with Dooku. So mm-hmm. let's see. Now with so in the hierarchy, you, you know, it's like Obi Wan killed Grievous, and Grievous killed the witches. So the witches are less powerful than, way less powerful mm-hmm. than uh, Obi Wan. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That now, of course, that's using mm-hmm. you know reason and logic. So yeah, <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's darn. not what. They, that's not really what they've been utilizing in, in their writing, uh, you know, ideas and, and things. Now, for you, do you think, I don't know, for some reason, as soon as oh, I thought, even, yeah, bless you. Thank you. Uh, for, for just a second, I, like, it came across my mind about this character and I was like, oh, I would not be surprised. Do you think this masked uh, Sith guy is going to end up being Ezra? Oh, no. I think it's the... Okay. The um, Sam Witwer. It's it's too. I don't know. I think Ezra's off in that other galaxy, which is a weird retcon. That <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was like, another galaxy. How does that even work? Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I guess like hyper- well, also, well, I guess hyperspace got, is just like. I was the, gonna say he got yeah. sucked into hyperspace with those whales. Yeah. And then, we do know well, from uh, episode two that there are satellite galaxies around the main galaxy or at least that's implied when obi-wan looks at a map and it shows there's like two satellite galaxies when he's looking at the map i think, I it, think it, that's it sh- how galaxies work but 
Maybe. I don't know if it, that's how it works <laughs> that's either. Not but how it was, the force works. It was, it was how it was shown. And <laughs> at least in the expanded universe, it was established that they did have satellite galaxies. That's the non-canon universe, sir. I uh, know. It's so funny because they criticized you for like not making sense. And then we got like this, which makes consistently doesn't make sense. Like, yeah. I would take all the nonsense that happened in the EU, and there was nonsense that happened there. Mm. I will take that over the nonsense I've gotten from Disney. Because mm -hmm. they, they had some weird stuff like the Waru, who was like another dimensional thing, which was very more Star Trek than it was Star Wars. Mm. But I don't want to fake it. Someone else is telling me, sorry. Yeah, no. <laughs> but I thought, to me, one of my favorite parts of this first two episodes was almost any time they showed the mural. Because it was like, oh, that's Rebels. Like that—that's that, what these characters are, not whatever the heck you're, you know, cosplaying as on screen. No, it's it's that it's that really awesome painting that uh, to me that was the best part. Go back to being a cartoon. I, yeah, I thought it was hilarious when he was like, "You are the robot guy." Was like, "You are the least force sensitive person I have ever encountered." <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> yes. Because they're retconning that, because she never had, you know, she lived with a dang Jedi for how many years and a small mm -hmm. ship. I think you would have noticed if she had. Seriously, uh, right? Well, too, because you had Ezra and Kanan. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, true. Ezra would have been like, hmm, I get mm -hmm. a little tingle while I'm around you, but no. <laughs> not and that kind of tingle the, though and oh. what's up with him in his little hologram he was like I've always thought of you as a sister I, was I like, know right and I'm like Kathleen Kennedy's all written all over that because it's like nope they can't have any romantic attachment whatsoever it's got to just be platonic and even in the show right they almost contradict it because the way that she touches the face of the image of him I'm like, that's not how that that's not how you touch the face of something platonically. It's like so clearly they're showing what the show itself showed, which was that there is definitely some, you know, chemistry. But Yeah, gosh. the first time she takes her helmet off, he's like, Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's pretty obvious they had something going on there. At least from his mm -hmm. side. I don't know. Tor towards the end it seemed like she had grown to have feelings for him, which was sweet, you know. Yeah. Will they, won't they? I like that. I, mean, I need romance. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I need romance in my stars. Especially when but. you have a story that you could do it with. You know, it's it's established so that you actually could pick up with it. But, of course, they're not. Now, what did you think was worse? Because there's, there's something that happens in the <laughs> show with the way they find out about, you know, where Thrawn is in this other galaxy by using this ancient technology that somehow points them in the right way. Do you think that that is sillier oh, you mean than the treasure planet? The treasure planet, yeah, exactly. The treasure planet ball. <laughs> treasure planet ball. Do you think that is that is better or worse than the knife that perfectly aligns uh, with the fallen oh star destroyer from Rise of Skywalker? <laughs> Nothing is worse than knife. That was that's true. Unbelievably stupid. I think people in my theater were like, "What the f, <laughs> f word?" Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I just sat there and carved it to look just like that, you know? I saw this fallen uh, Star Destroyer and thought, hmm. <laughs> and then, and then what the heck? Like, 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 Ray just happened to be in the perfect spot so that it, like, fits perfectly. Yeah, it was, I, like, I, it was, it was her so, Goonies moment. It was her Goonies was, moment. Uh, <laughs> you know, had they the balloon. Even, they weren't even trying at that point. They were just like, let's just get through this movie. <laughs> let's just make the yeah. best movie over. Let's just get it out. 
and then it'll be done. (laughs) But also, like, they had to make it so complicated for this show where it's like, this is the only way that they can find out where Ezra is or where Thrawn is. And it's like, there are so many, I mean, just in the EU alone, right? There are so many things that you could have tried to tie in. And something actually makes me afraid that they're going to try to tie in too many EU things and they're going to shoehorn it to the point where it's going to lose meaning. Like, honestly, I would not be surprised if in this other galaxy, you find out that Thrawn's been missing, you know, not just because of exile, but because he's been looking for the Katana fleet. And, like, they're going to bring the Katana fleet into it somehow. And it's like, uh, like, why would you? Well, yeah, I, I think in the EU, there's, like, bad creatures in the other galaxy, so... The Yuuzhan Vong, I think, is the big... Sure. No, yeah, yes. there are the Yuuzhan Vong, too. They may bring those in. That that would actually probably be something they would do, because they were such a big part, a big, a big element of the EU. So it ends up being like the enemy of my enemy is my, you know, so they Thrawn and the rebels or whoever they're calling themselves now, uh, yeah. you know, they have to gang up to protect their galaxy from the other galaxy. I can see them going that way. Yeah. yeah. Galaxy versus galaxy. So disappointed. Galaxy. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Bring it on. Yeah. I don't know how that's so supposed much to work. Maybe they ride between the galaxies. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, the whales are going to come into play. They're going to ride the whales. <laughs> Whale rider. But no, it's just stupid how, like, Sabine's just, like, sitting around in a tower with her cat, just waiting for something to happen. It's like, what? Do you have a job? Or how does this work? How are you paying for yourself? Don't you have to eat? Yeah. Cat food ain't free. I, I mean, I know that. Also, don't you love how the one thing practical they decide to do is that cat? And it's like, oh, so you're trying to sell mer- more merchandise, I see. <laughs> oh, of course. It's probably lost. Oh, the lost cats. Yep. Galaxy's Edge right now. Oh, yep. Yeah. And of course, my wife is so excited about the show. <laughs> oh. So she's like, uh, so she's liking it so far? Oh god! Oh no! But she thinks that I like it, so she's trying to be like excited because she thinks that I like it, and I'm just like, "Yeah, it's great, thanks, Ahas." It's great, honey. I swear. Two <laughs> oh. was so it... fantastic, also. <laughs> I tell was you, like, yeah. I'm it sorry, took so long. It took me so long to get through that first episode. I fell asleep four times. Oh no! I would. I would fall asleep, wake up, and then say, oh, I haven't finished it. I'd rewind it, fall asleep again. It took me four times just to finish it. I'm like, all right, this isn't even my typical I'm tired. This is just, this is putting me to sleep. I have to go back and watch FNT and see what everybody had to say about it. I can't imagine. I follow uh, Ryan Cannell on TikTok, so. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you'll definitely get some some comments there. Yeah, I saw some of his little short reviews on the tiktok but <laughs> yeah oh my goodness um let's see the only other thing i wanted to talk about I, i've seen a lot of stuff but nothing nothing that warrants discussion was um it's a new series on hulu they've got two seasons out right now it's called the bear um it's okay. about fantastic um so one of my actors from um shameless jeremy Jeremy Allen White uh, is the lead character. Okay. And it's about, um, so this guy named, I think his name is Cammy or Carmi. 
he is like a world-renowned chef. Um, you know, works at some of the best restaurants in the world, and finds out that his brother, his older brother, has killed himself. Um, so he goes back home to Chicago to um, take over the family restaurant, and you know. Uh, it's just that the the whole restaurant is just a nightmare. So he goes in and tries to like hire a new chef and you know put the restaurant in order, all all while dealing with the fact that his brother has killed himself, right? And so the first season is just him trying to get the restaurant going, and um, you know it's all like family and friends that work there. So there's all these dynamics. It, it feels way more like a like a documentary, like somebody dropped. A camera crew into a restaurant because it, it all the actors are kind of not well known so it it does have that kind of like documentary feel to it okay um, and the restaurant's called the beef so it's a lot of like beef sandwiches you know okay um yeah yeah that sounds it's, like fun yeah the second, yeah yeah the second season's when it takes off because um the family restaurant money which i'm not gonna explain how that happens because that's a big spoiler but he comes into some money so in the second season he wants to elevate it up to like fine dining so like everybody in the restaurant has to be retrained and um a lot of drama with all that Mm -hmm. but um just one of the best tv shows i've seen in a really long time oh that's good to hear yeah yeah. because i as you know, when it comes to, to Hulu, right, I'm, you know, big fans of the uh, Only Murders in the Building uh, show, which apparently some people have said they, they're they not a huge onto this new season. I'm loving it so far, personally. Um, I, I think that them adding in some of these actors and stuff has, has, has worked very well. Um, mm-hmm. But would you say that this is as funny or a different kind of funny oh. than Only Murders? No, it's it's very intense. It's It has comedic yeah. moments. Um the guy who runs the front counter in the store, I don't know what his name is, but they call him Cousin. He is okay. just amazing. He's an amazing actor. And he, in the second season, has this great arc, to, uh, a diner to find dining. So he's like, what the heck am I supposed to do? I just run the cash register. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes to a, they send him to a fine dining place and he learns how to do the exposition, which is where you like, you organize the kitchen and you, you know, make sure all the food comes out on time. Um, yeah. So he has his, he has this great arc in the second uh, season. But no, no, this is, this is like um, Sopranos level. Oh, okay. Of, of acting drama. Acting and the script okay. and of drama. Yeah, some comedic moments. You know, they have a, a guy who does kind of comic relief, but. Um, okay. Uh, the se- the second season they have a flashback episode to like a Christmas or Thanksgiving episode, mm-hmm. and um, oh my God, uh, Bob Odenkirk is there. Uh, Jamie, I'm Lee looking Curtis at some of the. Plays- oh my God, I'm looking at the recurring Ooh! and the uh, guest stars. It is like so Oliver Platt yes. is in the show as as the uncle. Uh, John yeah, Bernthal's in it uncle too as recurring. Helped- yeah helps finance the restaurant so he is a, oh. a big part to play but they do this flashback in the middle of the second season where they show um jamie lee curtis plays carmy and mike's mom and mike's there because he's still alive right uh yeah. john oh, what's his name john um, john bernthal Bernthal. oh god fantastic he just kills yeah. that role um and it's like this really intense stressful 
uh, Thanksgiving dinner, and you see where Carmi gets his love of cooking because his mom is. And so Jamie Lee Curtis is in the kitchen, right? And she's cooking this, like, it's called Seven Fishes Meal, this multi-course meal. She's drinking. She's drunk. And she's cooking, like, all these different um, meals, right? All these different, she's, like, timers go off. And she's, like, yelling at people, take this something out of the something and put it in ice water. And, and as she's doing that, she's drinking. She's having arguments with everybody, like, in the family because everybody's coming into the kitchen like you know can i help you out what's going on and then ether because it's you know it's a family gathering so there are all these other like discussions and and people in rooms having conversations and bob odenkirk is fighting with john what's his name you know, it's, it's the most <laughs> i i had to keep pausing it and kind of like taking a break because it was so intense and okay so oh my god there's one scene where, where Cammy goes into the kitchen to try to get his mom. She's cooked everything, you know, just trying to get her to come out and sit so they can start eating. And I'll, I'll post the link in the, in the discord for you. Yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis. I never knew she had this level of acting. She goes from like being distraught that nobody loves her to like fiery angry. She turns to Cammy and is like, do we have a problem? And it just should isn't a shiver down my spine. Oh, dang. Oh, my God. He's going to, she's going to kill him in the kitchen. (laughs) 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 Oh, goodness. So, so you would say, even though it is, it has comedic elements and it's funny to it, it is also still a, a, you know, you say has, would you say it's a dark drama or just like drama elements? It's just, it's like real life. It's almost like, okay. like a documentary. It's like, you, you, you will see okay. elements of people you know in these characters. But I, yeah. I, I really, I, I highly recommend it. It's, it's fantastic. Um, but, yeah, you know, I, I, like I said, I've seen a lot of stuff. I just, Oppenheimer, uh, you know, we've talked about that. Just, yeah. I was so disappointed because I, I was really looking forward to Oppenheimer, but... I know. I don't know. Yeah, it just didn't live up to what I wanted it to be. And it had all those pieces there. It just didn't come together. Yeah, you know, too much too much unnecessary <laughs> sex and nudity. It was like, yeah. No. Uh, yeah. That was why there was a movie called Fright Night um, from the 80s. And I, I just found out there's like a scene where there's like nudity. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you I was this close to getting it. I won't even get it now. Like, yeah. And it was so unnecessary. It didn't like add much to the. No. Like, I mean, I don't know. Especially the scene in, in the interrogation room. You're just like, why? Why would you even like? No, there's no reason for that. I think he wanted it rated R. He wanted it more adult. And yeah. It's it's funny. It's when I remember the movie, I don't remember it out of order because I think my brain puts it in the. <laughs> but yeah, I hear I understand people that they don't like the time jumps and the. It just uh, I've heard the word pretentious thrown around quite a bit. <laughs> that movie. Yeah. There's a huge debate over whether it's pretentious or not, and, and like I I was sad I wasn't in that conversation like directly in the beginning. Because to me, I have a very, I think, easy way to be able to tell whether anything is pretentious. And it's, okay, if a filmmaker does something like this and, and it seems pretentious, the question needs to be asked of them, oh, why did you do this? Is there a reason why? 
And if there's a really good reason, okay, I think then you can give some leeway. But if it's a, or anything similar to, oh, because I could, or because I thought it would look cool, that's pretentious. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that like the, is like, the, nope. The black and white and the, I don't know. But I, I felt like I was crazy because I got out of that movie and everybody was raving about it. And I was just like, I don't know. And then like Critical Drinker came out with his you know, review, and I was like, aha, I was right. <laughs> I'm not crazy. I was like, oh, thank God. Le- leave it to Critical Drinker, right, to be able to... I- yeah. I'm so glad he was able to motivate me to go see um, Gran Turismo, because it was actually a lot of fun. It's not the best film that I've seen, but it was definitely also a very fun film, which isn't very common, I feel, these days. Oh, that's good. I'm glad he got the mm-hmm. review out early. So he can get some people in the theater shot because mm-hmm. you know you want to see movies like that take off instead of the. Uh, I'm just I'm, actually right now I'm just trying to recover from the fact that Dune's delayed. So sad. I Until know. 2024. I was like, uh, and I, I was very like I remember as soon as it happened I was like I'm gonna tag the SAG after Twitter handle and be like this is your fault. So I, of course, had to put the prequel meme, I hate you. It's like, but don't worry, this means we can now watch the Marvels in peace in, in, in 3D. Uh, <laughs> well, actually, they actually get their IMAX. I know, right? They get, get their, their IMAX. IMAX. <laughs> they get their IMAX release. So, well, so now... <laughs> well, also, like, think about it. Like, So now that also means that if it does flop, they'll have absolutely no excuse no excuse they'll be like no we had these theaters we got delayed 17 times there's there's no more he's just gonna be like just put it out yeah it did actually remind me like the one positive thing is that it made me have to look at the release schedule because i'm like well now i really have nothing to look forward to um and it made me realize that there actually i think is still even just one movie i think that is still uh not to be released yet that I that I'm kind of looking forward to, where it could be good. Uh, Equalizer three, I think, is is one that I've mentioned previously. But the one there's one that I have not mentioned, and it's because I always forget that it's coming out. Um, it's the film Dumb Money. Have you seen the trailer for that? Uh-uh. It's, all it's it's all about the GameStop uh, stock situation, the the stock situation. Um, uh, so it's just all about how a- that happened. And I'm like, this is actually, I think pretty uh, timely, but of course, guess who the lead role is. Who's playing a, a, a dorky, uh, guy who's going to be figuring this stuff out and getting all this drive towards the investments. He's one of my favorites. And I always have, I always have to add freaking to his middle name. Oh, Dano. <laughs> yeah. Paul freaking Paul Dano freaking is in it. Dano. <laughs> And as soon as I saw him in it, I'm like, oh, GameStop, Paul freaking Dano. And also a wild appearance from what's her name from Secret Life of the American Teenagers in it, too. Um, Oh, my goodness. What is her name again? Shailene Woodley. I'm like, oh, okay, this could be good. She almost played Mary Jane, or that was the rumor, at least. Mm-hmm. In uh, Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man, yeah. I thought they had even filmed her. Uh, oh, they did. That's right. They had. They had filmed her. They cut it out. She was actually supposed to be in the second one. They they had cast her and filmed her, and then they they cut out the scene. Yeah. Uh, nope. General Wingster. <laughs> Wingster, how dare you remind me of what they did to my boy? All right. How dare you? <laughs> We're never gonna agree on that, baby. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, poor, poor, poor Riddler. If we're going to talk Batman, we need Tina in here because her hate for that movie knows no bounds. <laughs> no <laughs> bounds at all. It's all a very right. polarizing movie. You're no. neither. It is. <laughs> it's one that we all could agree remember... on together. I was trying to say, I was like, I thought it had some more elements, and she was like, no. <laughs> I think I think I had pushed that out of my mind that that had happened. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I I will admit the Riddler in that just look. I didn't see it, but the movie uh, the Riddler. I'm just like, what what is this garbage? Like Batman looks okay, like Catwoman looks okay, and they're like Riddler. I'm like, where the man in the garbage bag? (laughs) What is this garbage bag? They just. I love Riddler up until the end when. Hey guys, how are you doing? And I'm like, Ugh. it's so funny no. because I knew you would hate that. I was sitting in the theater going, "Oh no!" He's <laughs> <laughs> the YouTuber. Again, gonna be. I was like, "What have you done to my boy?" <laughs> no. All right. Well, uh, baby Thor woke up a little while ago. He everything's fine. Don't worry. But I did want to start to Aww. just wrap <laughs> things up. Just want to make sure everyone had time. Uh, today because yeah, yeah. we had a we had a we had a full panel. It was fun. We did. So thank y'all for for jumping on today. K Man, uh, Zane Waters, Laura, the Mother Major General. Always have to say it. Have to. Uh, Tina was on earlier as well. Rosetta Allen was here. Uh, Mr. Roy was in the chat. Father Luca wishes he could be here, but he had a was it a wedding. I think it was tons of stuff going yeah. on, but I think it was a wedding, and. Um, he also, and then also uh, to Miss Martin Muses, who's a member, always welcome on these streams. But uh, anyway, General Wingster says, I didn't get the invite. Yeah, well, you're not a chosen member. Good, sir. No, I love you, General Wingster. If you let us tag team, like, one person from the chat to come in. <laughs> yeah, tag somebody out. Just be like, I would like to cede my time to General Wingster. <laughs> I don't know what I'd be, I'd be like. Mm, I don't know if I can allow that. I can't be there. Someone else can take my place. I have to change the change the terms and conditions of the membership <laughs> details. <laughs> you must be physically or not physically. You must be on camera. You cannot have anyone else take your place. <laughs> oh man! Well, this is a lot of fun. Again, thank y'all so very much for for jumping on today and for for all y'all support. It always means the world to me. Did anyone have anything that they wanted to shout out or, or finish off with before we uh, say say goodbye? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm good. Thanks for having me on. Of course. Yeah, thanks for having us on. Always. 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 Uh, shout out to the chat. Thank y'all for being here. Also, I did not forget. You thought I was going to, but I did not. A uh, huge shout out to Gump3PO. Gump3PO, you are the winner of the giveaway that I started at the very beginning of the stream. Congratulations. <laughs> Claim your prize, Fisher. Claim your prize. I don't know why I always go Sean Connery, hey. but I have to. <laughs> Claim the oh, it's never a bad idea to go Sean, Sean Connery. It's never bad, no. And then it turns into, that's not really Connery. What are you doing? I have no idea. Uh, but Gum3PO, great name. Congratulations, good sir. You won. Email me, osmoveblog at gmail.com. Or unless you're on the Discord server, you can message me there. And I can get you set up with sending that out this week. Uh, again, thank you to my chosen for being here. 
I'll be playing the shoutouts video, and then I am gonna be heading out. So for my chosen, we're on stream right now. If y'all need to head out during that uh, during that outro, you're more than welcome to do so. And uh, thank y'all again for for joining. So until next time, have a wonderful rest of your day, everybody. No stream tonight. Do we want to say that? No stream tonight, since we had a stream right now. I'll spend the night with with the lady Freya. Yeah. So no stream. You can you can do anything else that you would like to do tonight. Um, go ahead and see. Watch Tammy and the Bachelor. Yes, watch Tammy. Uh, maybe I'll watch the series where it's the different, you know. Excuse me, uh, Dinosaur Hotel Part Two. Oh my gosh! Ooh, right. yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And also, Abomination. I, I gotta go try to find Ben. Yes, Abomination <laughs> did some digging on that. Bring that up. Abomination did some digging, and uh, he said that it's in pre-production. So. Uh, no Bambi the Reckoning yet, but <laughs> it's, it's coming. On the way. It's coming. <laughs> it is on the way. So the anyway. day of reckoning has not arrived. Oh, Wingster, you I'll have to pre-order. <laughs> <laughs> pre-order exactly. Be the it's probably got like an Indiegogo back or something. It's like I'm on this Kickstarter. I'm I'm supporting it. Uh, but <laughs> Abomination <clears throat> said I might watch Yammy and The Bachelor going off of my yes. spelling from earlier. Exactly. Yes. So. <laughs> All right. Much love to my Asgardians. Y'all are the best chat out there. Seriously, you guys rock. Uh, have a wonderful rest of your day, everybody. And as always, I'm going to delay because I need to have my clip up. There it is. Uh, and as always, God bless. Bye.